Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. What's happening to Mike Schmidt, 40-year-old boy podcast? Look at me doing a show, right? You're thinking to yourself, is that Mike? Is he doing a show? Well, it is, and I am. I've answered both of these questions. Look at this. In the first five seconds, I've answered all your questions. I don't know who you think you are. We're coming to me with a, a laundry list of things that you want to know. Uh, and it's not really... I give, well, It's the first five seconds of me talking. All right, I'm going to yawn. I'm, I'm, I apologize. Fuck. Get used to it. I don't know why. Um... Well, I know why, because my body is is falling apart because <laughs> I'm an old man who doesn't sleep uh, or then or then sleeps forever. Yeah, it's that's the choice. Nobody gets a healthy amount of sleep anymore, at least in my apartment. Either we sleep three hour cat naps at a time or, or we sleep a good 13 hours. Oh, you know, I got to be honest. I got flannel sheets on my bed right now. And boy, oh boy, the that's a 13 hour sleep that you can't. I, I, bear, I sometimes I don't even move. I got a bad right shoulder. Because I don't move. I lay on my right shoulder when I sleep, and then I wake up, and my shoulder's just like, what the fuck, man? You piled on and crushed me. And I'm like, hey, shoulder, I shouldn't have given you a mouth. Uh, it's weird that I have a shoulder with a mouth. I don't know if it's a quato. It might be a weird twin. I don't know. But uh, Look, if your shoulder has a mouth. Uh, but I will tell you this. Uh, 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 my shoulder has a mouth, and uh, and oftentimes I will date a lady, and she will make out with my shoulder mouth. Oh, isn't that attractive? Think, put that thought in your brain. Uh, just me, and and then I get admit I get a little jealous. I'm just like, hey, I know it's part of me and stuff like that. But I mean, I'm I'm pretty decent at that too. And she's like, I don't care. I'm over here with the shoulder mouth, and I'm and then I'm sitting there, and then they're taking care of business, uh, and I have to go through it. There's nothing I can do. I just have to sit there and wait for my shoulder mouth to finish up. Uh, or for her to finish up and then say it was nice meeting you uh, to me, shake my hand and then kiss shoulder mouth on the mouth, kiss his shoulder mouth right there on the shoulder mouth. Uh, boy, did I, uh, I'm shoving a show in your ears, uh, and, and I'm, I've got a shoulder mouth happening. God damn. This is, uh, this is an aggressive show early on. Uh, all right, let's just do plugs. Here's the thing. I'm not going to belabor the point and bore you guys with a bunch of stuff that I'm going to talk here. How weird is that already already? Look, I got to apologize for the fucking show that I did with Lily. All right, because we did it. It's a skull scraper. You know how that is when we go in and we're like, what happened to you, Mike? <laughs> One of those shows. And so you may just think to yourself, well, I don't want to fucking hear this guy. And you and you'll turn it off. And that's fine. Uh, and I don't blame you. Get out. I'm getting out ahead of this right now. I'm giving you the heads up. I'm giving you a warning. Uh, like Incubus would do. I'm giving you a warning. Uh, it's your eyes, girl. Right? Is that the? Is that that? Is that warning? Warning. Called out a warning. Warning. I can't do Incubus. Uh, 
but that's a great song. Incubus is a great. That's uh, what's the name of that song? Morning, uh, morning dawns, the dawning of morning. I don't know. I like that album. Uh, you know, it's funny. My buddy John, who's my, uh, my my trainer at the gym, when I can go to the gym, he uh, he loves Incubus. I didn't know this. I found out. I find out these little snippets about him. I find it endlessly interesting. Because uh, Incubus is not you, in your brain. You're like, well, Incubus is nobody's favorite band, and I don't know if they're really John's favorite band, but I know he loves them, and that's pretty cool. Uh, it's like if you had a friend and all of a sudden they were just like, you know who I really love? Uh, the Wallflowers. And you'd be like, what the fuck? They, they had one song. And, and they're like, oh, no, you got to listen to You got to do a deep dive in the Wallflowers. So many good songs. And I'm like, I don't know, man. That one headlight pretty much started and ended the Wallflowers for me. And they're like, no, you wouldn't believe it, man. There's a song on side two of their fourth album. Four albums? What the fuck? Are you kidding me? How the fuck did the Wallflowers get four albums? I know he's a Dylan, but Jesus Christ, that seems weird. They had one song. Uh, but with Spotify and with music, I discover all these different musics and I realize there are bands out there that are just, that I don't even, I've never heard of and I don't know about. And there are people who love them. Oh my God, do people love them? But also that's part of getting old. You know, I wouldn't want to be, I'm, I have a decent breadth of knowledge regarding music and bands, but like, I, I, I couldn't tell you that, you know, who's like, I mean, I know names just from the zeitgeisty fucking bullshit you see on, on Twitter and stuff. But I mean, I don't know anybody who's a giant band right now. Uh, you know, all my touchstone. Well, I mean, I guess, well, I, although I talked about it with Lily, what, a couple weeks ago, when I, Lizzo has like $36 million house. I'm just like, Jesus fucking Christ. And again, it's just because I, um, you know, I'm not saying that she doesn't deserve it. I'm saying that I just don't know that people make that kind of money for one song because I, I know one song. I know the song Lizzo stole from the fucking uh, uh, Black Beatles, the Ray Drummers. All right. Hi. Now I'm repeating myself. So let's not do that. Let's go ahead and move into the plugs, right? Because again, usually I sit here and I just talk and I do these fucking circuitous bullshit things and I go, hey, listen to this and that. I've already done a show with our great friend Lily and you want to go ahead and hear that, right? Don't you want to go ahead and just dive into that? I think you probably do. So I'll just go ahead and do some plugs here up top and uh, and then I'll save you from me yawning and then and rehashing more bullshit. But again, I warn you, the show I did with Lily, it is it is a lot of uh, uh, at one point she tells me I'm haunted uh, because, again, I, I try to explain how my brain works and she's just like, I don't even get you. Um, but there's some funny in it. I promise if you want to listen to part of it. Uh, give it a chance. Give me a chance. Give peace a chance as well. But first, give me a chance. Here's what I say. Give me a chance. And if that doesn't work, give peace a chance. Not that I'm the antithesis of peace, but I'm assuming you only have so many chances to give. And I am a person so in need of a chance uh, more than the concept of peace. The concept of peace has been getting chances for a long fucking time. And you know what? It hasn't stuck. It hasn't stuck in the micro. It hasn't stuck in the macro. Whether it's a street fight or a world war, peace is losing at every turn. So you know what? Stop giving peace the fucking chance and go ahead and reach out to a cat like me because apparently Sammy Davis Jr. has briefed me on how to talk at a podcast. Uh, Reach out to me and give me all the chances because I deserve these chances. That's who I am. I'm a guy who needs chances. Uh, I, I need so many chances. I may change my name to chance. Chance was a name for a while. I don't think it's a new name anybody does now, but I mean, back in the in the 50s, there were guys like, you know, Chance Reynolds and guys like that. That's a fucking cool ass name, Chance. Uh, or is that, you know, or their names like maybe Charlie and then they just people called them Chance and then it's stuck. I don't know, because here's the thing I will tell you. Uh, I have I have friends named Rich. OK, and uh, whenever I whenever I communicate with them which is rarely because they're not they're not in my inner circle but there's somebody I either someone I knew a long time ago growing up or somebody who uh I know as a comedian, you know what I mean? Uh I call them Ripper. 
Now, I knew a guy named Rich who we all called Ripper when I was a kid. My buddy, I, I told you, he played Mr. Fireman and a long story. My buddy Pete's little brother. Uh, but but now, whenever I, I meet a Rich, I call them Ripper. And and they never they never go, what are you calling me that for? They just kind of accept it, I suppose. But at the same time, if somebody called me Ripper and meant it, I'd be like, God damn, this is fucking beautiful. Look at me under the name Ripper, not even doing anything. I'm a Rich or a Richard, but go ahead. Because again, the, oh, it's the alternative there, dick. No one wants to be called that. Uh, Richard is fine. Although Richard, my brother, my brother Andy would often make uh, Richard an insult like dick. Like instead of calling somebody a dick, he'd be like, Richard. He would just say that when somebody did something shitty. He'd be like, ah, it's fucking Richard. Uh, And it made me laugh every time he did it. So I I enjoyed that. Um, Maybe that's why I pivoted to Ripper, because in my brain, Richard is also uh, that. But I I get a buddy named Rich who I grew up with, and uh, and he's rich. But I still call him Ripper uh, when I send him an email note on Facebook. Email note on Facebook. I'm the oldest man alive. Truly, truly, there's no doubt. Uh, but I'm no ripper uh, because I've got, you know, what? because I have a name like Mike that doesn't need to be clarified with a nickname. I don't need to be a Mickey or a Mikey or a big M. <laughs> what if I was a big M? Maybe, you know, maybe we pivot to that now. Maybe we pivot to big M Schmidt. Uh, clearly, we do not do that. But uh, if you're a Richard for me, you're a ripper and I'm going to call you a ripper. And if you want to fight me on it, go ahead. But also at the same time, I got to be honest, I'm going to stand down because I'm not going to fight a guy named Ripper. Uh, that's a good way to get your ass beat. All right, guys, let's do cameo plugs, right? Cause I'm on cameo and this is the kind of stuff I do on cameo. I just talk about sh- dumb shit. I just saw some woman, another comedian. And she's like, Hey man, I'm on cameo and my cameo is less anywhere from two to 35 minutes. I'm like, what the fuck? Why would you tell people that? Cause all your, at that point, if you say, Hey man, cause that's a big parameter. All right. And I do this shit with you guys too, where I tell you, sometimes I talk, it's five minutes. Sometimes it's 15 minutes. I don't even know. It's all over the place. Um, but you paint yourself into a corner when you say it's anywhere from two to 35 minutes. Because if you say that and then somebody buys one and then you send them a two minute cameo, they're going to be like, what the fuck? I wasn't worth the other 33 minutes you advertised. There was no way you could reach out and tell those stories or whatever the fuck or talk about. And I mean, look, if you're just selling podcasts, I guess that's one thing. Personalized podcasts. And that's not a bad idea. I'm happy to do it. Um, and I've done it. I did it for my buddy Sean a couple of weeks ago or whatever the fuck. But it's just this woman who I got to be honest, I, uh, I, I don't want to say anything. I've said too much because I'm trying to be, here's the thing. I'm trying to be nice. I'm trying to remember that everybody has a life and they're very nice. <laughs> and I can't sit here and be like, why are you getting this? Or who does that? You know what I mean? You don't want to be that guy. You want to just concern yourself with your own life. Uh, but when I saw this person say two to 35 minutes, I was like, Jesus fucking Christ. Again, as I've stated, You've painted yourself into a real corner because if you start giving out like fucking even five minutes, people will be like, where's the other half hour? What the fuck? I just call, and I don't even know what this person was charging. I just saw their thing on Facebook and good for them. I mean, it, look, and also, look, you're with whatever anybody pays you. That's what I always say when people talk about beanie babies and baseball cards. Oh, these are valuable. It's like, nah, not really. They're garbage until somebody buys them. I mean, if you got a fucking goddamn box full of felt and BBs, you can be like, well, I should throw this out until somebody comes along and goes, oh, I love that spotted cow. He was one of a kind. I'll give you $11 for it. But bing. And now, now you're doing business. Now you're making moves. Uh, you got baseball cards. You're like, Jesus Christ, I got to toss this in the garbage. And then someone calls you up and goes, wait a minute. Do you have a 1970 Bill Verdon manager of the year card? And you'd be like, of course. And then they'd buy that for $5. Uh, please don't fact check me. I have no idea if Bill Verdon was manager of the year in 1970. I just know that the uh, Pirates were good around that time, uh, and he may have been the manager. I will say this. I think he may have been the manager of the year in 1980. 
when the Houston Astros played the Phillies in the playoffs. Bill Verdon. Look at a lot of Bill Verdon talk today. Gotta be honest, did not expect to bring Bill Verdon back from the grave for this show. Uh, and I know you're like, well, Bill Verdon's not dead. And I'm like, oh, really? Look it up. Go look it up. Because I got news for you. If he was manager of the year in 1980, that's 42 fucking years ago. And, and back then... You know, they hired guys that were that just human tobacco plugs. Like here now, they've got all these clean-cut hot guys that get told what to do by a general manager with a binder, right? That's who the managers are these days. They hire young dudes. But back in my day, you had guys named Whitey. <laughs> That's who got hired as a manager. And he was, he was you know, or Sparky. Uh, I, I am. There's a guy on Twitter who keeps posting pictures of Sparky Anderson, who was a manager of the Cincinnati Reds' Big Red Machine in the 70s. And then he went on to manage the uh, Detroit Tigers for a long time, including winning the World Series in 1984 with a team that won like 115 games or something like that. It was crazy. I think they won their first 23 of their first 24 or some bullshit. I don't even know. They were a fucking machine. Uh, that was the Jack Morris Tigers. That's the Larry Herndon Tigers. That's the Alan Trammell Lou Whitaker Tigers. Uh, so in 84, they won the World Series. Anyway, um, and uh, that's the Kevin Saucier Tigers, if you if you want me to say so. Um, that's the it's the Lance Parrish Tigers. Lance Parrish was a badass. All right. And then the Phillies signed him, and I'm like, yeah, Lance Parrish, but it turned he'd been catching forever, and so his back was all falling apart. I think he had a decent year for the Phillies. I'll have to check it out. Uh, who cares? Nobody cares. Jesus Christ. Click. I hear you hanging up phones all over America. I don't know why you're listening to this on a phone. Now that I say it, I don't know any idea. What if you did? What if you got this show via a phone? Oh, and not just not, not like playing it like a podcast on your phone. I mean, like, ring. <laughs> hey, what's happening? Um, all right. So this guy keeps putting up pictures of Sparky Anderson, right? And Sparky Anderson, like I said, he was a manager in the seventies. So he puts up a picture of Sparky Anderson. He goes, Sparky Anderson, and and I know he, why he's doing it, but it's funny to me every time he does. He'll be like Sparky Anderson, age forty-one, and Sparky Anderson. It looks like looks like he's on death's door. I mean, he's he's weather beaten and his hair is white and he's wrinkled and he's smiling. I mean, he had a good life. You know, everything was great. He was a manager for a long time and he made a lot of money. And he planted a lot of tomatoes. He was fucking awesome. Uh, and he was a fantastic manager. He believes in the Hall of Fame. Should be if he's not. Um, but holy macaroni. I, he, he just keeps it. Sparky Anderson, age 44. And then he just looks gnarled. He's holding like a like a walking stick. I mean, you know what I mean? He's just completely uh, fallen out of the the realm of anybody who could get around or be ambulatory. And he's only in his mid forties. And I don't know. I mean, I don't know what Sparky did. I don't know if he lived a hard life. I got you know. Maybe he's got a biography I can read somewhere. Hey, Google that for me. Somebody send me a note. Send me send me a note about Bill Verdon. Uh, and then reach out and tell me something about Sparky Anderson. Let's talk about old managers. Let's do it. Let's talk about the Pope, Paul Owens, for the Phillies. Let's talk about uh, Danny Ozark. He managed the Phillies in the 70s. All right. Um, this is this is the kind of knowledge that won me a game show. I, I know all of this dumb bullshit. Uh, hey, who's Tommy Lasorda? Oh, he's the, he's a manager of the Dodgers. He's he's Tommy Dodger. He's, he's uh, what was his nickname? Fat Tommy? Probably not. <laughs> He'd be mad at that. All right, I saw him in a uh, at a at a clubhouse. He's dead now, but a couple of years ago, when our great friend Jeremy brought me to a game. Why am I even talking? All right, shut up. Do the fucking promos. Ah, <sighs> cameo. Did you know that I'm on there? I am. I guarantee you, I will not do a 35 minute cameo for you. How about that? That's my selling point. I might do a two minute. Um, all depends on what you want. You know what I mean? And look, but I will say this: if somebody said to me, "Hey, man, I'll give you this X amount of money to do a 35 minute fucking cameo," I gotta admit, I'd probably do it. Uh, and by the way, that's not even, I don't, I don't say I got to admit, I, I'd probably do it. Fuck you. I would do it. I mean, I, why would I even, 
Well, I'm even pretending to be like a choice. I gotta be, I'm at a point now where I'm like, hey, man, fucking offer me money and I'll do it. I don't give a shit. I'm once again, folks, we're up against it and nobody likes being up against it. And I talk about this a little bit with Lily and whatever the fuck. You know what I'm doing today? Besides this podcast, you know what else I'm doing today? Dudes, I'm going to a job fair. <laughs> yep. And uh, and I laugh ruefully. All right. And, and I'm not uh, saying, oh, man, jobs are bad or whatever the fuck. Everybody should have a job. It's fantastic uh, and good for everybody who works. And I, I want to work as well because I need some sort of meaning or structure in my life. But but what I'm mad about is the fact that it's a job fair. OK, because I applied at a place and this place was like, hey, man, uh, we'll let you know in three weeks. Well, all right. Well, there's a couple of things. Uh, this place has many locations. It's fucking Trader Joe's. I'll just tell you. So I applied at a uh, on their website. Okay, you have to apply, right? And you, it makes you pick a location. Now I just wanted to fill out an application and have all of the Trader Joe's just get into a bidding war. <laughs> oh, this is this is the guy we need, man. Let's scoop this guy up off the street. Uh, that's a guy who can tow a pallet and face a shelf. All right, so. Um, so that's, that's, I, so I picked the one that was, that had just opened by my house. Like there's one that's been open for like two months and in my brain, I'm like, well, they got to need people right over there. And it's, it's, I mean, it's like a mile from my house. It's not far at all. Uh, apartments don't fucking yell at me. So I, in my brain, I'm like, all right. So I applied there. I just like, all right, cool. I'll fill out my application and I sent it in. And then you get an email back from them and like, all right. We'll let you know in two weeks what we're going to do. <laughs> I'm like, what does that even mean? So you have to just wait till they contact you. And uh, mine didn't last two weeks. It lasted three weeks, unfortunately. Because, again, this is this has all been in motion for a while, a while guys. He, uh, I get a note. I get an email. Uh, and it was in the middle of the night, too, which was fucking weird. I was like, is a bot sending this? But it was three weeks later. And uh, I opened the email. I'm like, oh, cool. They're scheduling something. And I open it up and it just says, hi, thank you for your interest. And I'm like, what are you doing? And they're like, but at this time, we don't feel that we'll be interviewing you. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? And they're like, thank you very much. We appreciate your interest. And we will keep you on file. So guys, guess what? I got that going for me. I'm on file <laughs> over at the Trader Joe's close to my house. Like if I went in there to shop, I wonder if they'd go, oh, look at that guy. That guy's on file. Would they know it? Would they feel it? Am I marked for death? Am I marked forever? Uh, so then I'm pissed. I, I won't, you know me, I can't, because I can't ever just be like, oh, okay. I'm mad because in my brain, I'm like, uh, just talk to me. Could you just talk to me? Oh, you got to do, you like, and also um, a buddy of mine just got a job at Trader Joe's. And in my brain, I'm like, wait a minute. He, he literally got an email within two weeks and then he did a phone interview. They called him in and they hired him on the spot. Like they fucking loved him. And there's, and that's great because he's awesome. But at the same time in my brain, I'm like, uh, I'm kind of awesome. Like if you talk to me, that'd be pretty cool. Uh, and also how do you can't look, I didn't, I didn't put anybody off in my app, my application or whatever the fuck. There's no way I, I didn't fill out. Look, if you meet me and you're like, yeah, this guy, I don't like the vibes on this guy. Okay. But if you read some fucking static print on the goddamn computer screen, who's deciding whether you like me or not? It just seems ridiculous. And also, I don't get a chance to sell myself at all. There's a little box where they're like, hey, what do you think of us and, and groceries or whatever the fuck? And you're like, all right, you know what? I love lettuce. Uh, you know, you just got to That's you got to put your best punch forward, I suppose. Uh, but it wasn't enough because not only did they not contact me within two weeks, they didn't contact me within three weeks. And then I was like, motherfucker. So then 
my buddy's like, well, just keep applying. And I'm like, what, is, what do you mean? And he's like, well, there's got to be other places that need you. So I go on to the fucking, I go to Trader Joe's and I apply at four more. All right. Like one that's one that's here in the valley. There's two in the valley and two. I had to apply for two in Hollywood. All right. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, but I mean, I'd prefer to work close to my house, I, I suppose. And I, look, I've driven, but I don't give a shit. I need money. So I'm like, I'm whoever the fuck. That's fine. Uh, so I, I said, I do all those applications because so, then you just feel, I'll tell you what you feel. I, I already got rejected by one close to my house. Then I'm like, what are these four looking for? What, 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 what am I possibly going to do to fucking rope these guys in? So I, I fill out four more and, uh, two days later I get, I get an email from one of them and it says, uh, Hey, uh, contact, and I got a text too, which was even better. And they're like, contact us for a phone screening. Uh, and I'm like, this is it. Here we go. And it's one of the ones in Hollywood and I got no issue with that. That's fine. I want to go as long as, look, let me sell myself to you. As long as I get to speak to them, I think, uh, look, I've sold some of you people on me. I'm, I'm selling cameo right now. And some of you are thinking to yourself, Oh, I got to get that for Christmas. Probably. <laughs> uh, the gift of me. Oh my God. Give the gift of me. Uh, so I, I'm like, all right, I got to do this, whatever the fuck sign up. So they cut phone screening and I'm like, I'm very excited. Right. So I call them and, uh, and I get this woman on the phone and I go, hi, uh, you know what I got? An, and I got a, a, a text saying that I should call for a phone screening to get work. And she goes, okay, uh, can you hold on a second? I said, sure. She puts me on hold and then she comes back and she says, uh, Hey, uh, what's your name? And I said, uh, Mike Schmidt. She goes, okay. And she's looking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not finding you in our system. I said, okay. I, I literally just got a text. Uh, so clearly the phone number at least is in there. She goes, well, let me, well, what's the phone number? And I told her the phone number. She goes, hmm, can you hold? Yeah, I can. goes away. <laughs> I'm like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> so, so she comes back a third time and she goes, hi. She goes, what did you say your name was again? I said, Mike Schmidt. She goes, hmm, could it be Michael? now um you know me and and you know what i want to say in that moment uh you know all the things i want to say in that moment because also i'll tell you what if you've got a michael schmidt that has the phone number that i gave you odds are good it's me i'm just gonna say this right now and i probably shouldn't be saying this because now they're gonna listen to the show and be like we can't hire this guy um but it was it was silly to me, and I, and so I just went, uh, yeah, because you can't. There's nothing I can do. I can't be a smart ass, and I don't want to be a smart ass. I want to get a gig. So I literally, I'm like, you know what? Probably it could be under Michael. And she goes, okay. Uh, oh yeah, you're right here. And I said, great. And I said, uh, so what do I need? And she goes, well, I'm going to tell you that in uh, in in two weeks we have a job fair. You can attend. It'd be uh, at from at nine in the morning until three o'clock in the afternoon. And you just and I go, all right, when would I come in? And do I get a book an appointment? She goes, no, just come in whenever you want. And uh, we're seeing people that day. And then just uh, make sure you drop in then. And I said, oh, okay. Uh, do I, so I don't need to talk to him. She goes, no, well, no, we'll see you then. And she hangs up. <laughs> so now in my brain, I'm like, all right, look, that's, that's almost worse than getting an email that they don't want to talk to me. Because again, a job fair, you know, if, if I'm looking for a job, then I'll go in and talk to people and possibly get a job. But a job fair, 
that just to, even the phrasing of it like, is there a ferris wheel like is there gonna do i have to have a fucking funnel cake what the fuck man uh because you, you walk in i'm sure there's gonna be some name tag bullshit i i I, I'm trying not to be relentlessly negative. And again, they may listen to this fucking thing. So, <laughs> but I've already buried myself at this point. But I mean, that's the, these were my instincts, but I can't wait to get the gig because I'm so good with people. So, uh, sure enough, I, I in my brain, I go, wait a minute. Maybe, maybe she was wrong because I got a text like right away from these people. It doesn't seem like that would be just to tell me there was a job fair. It seems odd. So I go, you know what? I'm going to wait. Uh, I'll wait maybe and I'll call again tomorrow and see if I can speak to somebody differently. Um, so then I'm not joking. Two hours later, I get an email from this place literally saying, hey, uh, we want to set up a phone screening with you for your job. So uh, we sent you a text. So go ahead. and uh, if you, This is an email to follow up. So if you'd like to set up a phone screening with us, we, we are interested in hearing from you. Give us a call. So now I'm like, oh, clearly she made an error then, obviously. Uh, so now here's the email. So now I'm really excited because I'm like, all right, so the text was that. But now here's the email and they're totally reaching out. And they look, you know what? Everybody wants to be wanted. And clearly these people want me if they're texting me and emailing me in the same span of time, like four hours or whatever the fuck. So, uh, so I call immediately and I get a gentleman on the phone. He's like, hi. And I said, hey, you know what? I just received an email telling me that I can set up a phone screening with you guys. And it said that they wanted to do it you know, as soon as possible. He goes, great. Let me tell you that we have a job fair coming up on December 15th. And I went, oh, uh, okay. I go, but they, the email said to set up a phone screening now. He goes, well, here's what we're doing. We're seeing everybody on the 15th. I go, do I have to set an appointment? He goes, no, man, just come and walk in anytime between these hours. And uh, I'll tell you right now, we're actually where we may even hire some people on the spot that day. And I, I'm like, all right, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I understand it. And I know this is the way you're doing things. And it's that thing where you, I feel like Mark Wahlberg in Boogie Nights, where you're just like, give me the tapes, we get a tapes, we're going to get a record deal. We're that fucking good, man. And the dude is like, this is not an MP. This is a YP. It's not my problem. It's your problem. It's not their problem that I need a job like fucking three weeks ago. It's not their problem that I, you know, need cash or money or moolah or simoleons or dinero or whatever the fuck. Uh, they do things the way they do things. And I and this is, you know, maybe this is maybe this is also some sort of Zen test to see how you handle working for the company. If you can calm down without going on your podcast and ranting about it like a fucking chimp. Uh, so so that's so I've got that to look forward to today. I'm, I'm putting the show out for you today. On Thursday, December 15th, and you'll be hearing it. Perhaps while you're listening to this right now, I'm nervously sitting in a waiting room uh, holding some sort of paper application and wearing a fedora trying to get a job like an upstanding guy, like like a grocery Willie Loman. <laughs> just, just sitting there talking about how much I enjoy frozen peas. <laughs> oh, Christ. I'm literally in tears in my eyes laughing at that. That's funny. Grocery Willie Loman is my new guy. I want to be him. <laughs> Just fucking totally schlepping, slumped shoulders, <laughs> carrying a box of crackers with him everywhere so no one answers some questions. <laughs> oh, man, I'm, I'm overtired, I think. All right. Uh, just me stacking green beans. Here's that's how you do it. And again, I say, I know you hear this and you think you hear the fucking poison dripping from my tongue and the vitriol in my fucking throat. And it's not that it's not. 
Uh, it's more an indictment of myself. All right. I understand how the world works, but you know, you're when, when you hit 55, I got a lot of people who are trimming their lawns and shit and looking at fucking brochures to go to Venice. <laughs> I'm just like, all right, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go ahead and figure out just how many fucking different jars of mayonnaise I can fit on this shelf. <laughs> Holy shit. Hey, man, I got to get some fiddle faddle or jingle jangle or whatever the fuck you guys call it. Put it on a shelf. <laughs> Sorry. All right. So so I got a job fair to go to today and it's going to be great. I can't wait. Be freshly shaved and looking clean. And I'm going to walk in and, and be there with people who are 30 years younger than me. It's going to be like when I go back to stand up because that's another plan I have. Oh, boy. Brace yourselves. Look at me with plans. I got a list. I got plans. Uh-huh. Um. 2023 is going to be interesting. I'm excited about it. We'll see. But I have a, I have goals and plans. Let's see if they all come to fruition. Will they? Who knows? But I can tell you this. You know when they start? When you book me for a cameo. Oh, my Christ. That's right. Hook me up with a cameo, friends, so I can uh, have gas money to go to and from my new shelf stocking gig. I'm excited for it, and I want to go ahead and get a cameo. You know what? Here's the thing. Maybe I'll film your cameo somewhere in the break room. <laughs> exciting <laughs> as, I, as I as I sit at a giant stack of chairs eating a sandwich because the, the man gave me a half hour for sustenance <laughs> oh, I know I sound like I'm insane I'm trying I'm being silly I'm just being silly uh, and I'll film cameos from the break room. Oh, won't that be grand? And you'll you'll see the rules on the on the wall. Oh, Christ. All right. So um you know my mom got catastrophically injured in a break room. I don't know if I should joke about it. <laughs> my mom literally that's why I think I said it's sitting on a stack of chairs. My mom was sitting on a stack of chairs and uh they toppled over and she broke her fucking back. <laughs> fucking broke vertebrae in her back. Uh, so see, I tell you what, so taking a break is no joke. You, th- you, th- I'm sitting here laughing and stuff, talking about cameos in the break room. It's a dangerous place. Uh, so hire me, right? I'll, I'll, I'll spin yarns. I'll tell tales, tall ones even, if you'd like. So go ahead and hire me at Cameo. Bookcameo.com is the website. Uh, or you can get the Cameo app on your phone. That's, uh, that's, that's a bonus. Go ahead and hire, put that on there and fucking look me up. Uh, millions of other people are on Cameo. But, and by the way, when you look me up on Cameo, I would look under Mike Schmidt. But also, if you don't find it there, look under Michael. Because there's a chance, there's just a chance that I'll come up in there as well. So please, go ahead and make sure you take a look. Uh, also, I love the, the, the unbelievably inflated self-importance that I have thinking they would listen to my podcast if they were going to hire me. Like they would in, in any moment of the, of, the, of the interview or them considering me, they'd go, well, we better give this guy stuff a listen. <laughs> they could not care less. They're going to meet me and be like, hey, this is a nice guy. Although maybe they will tune me up because, again, there is it's they might be seeing if I'm like uh, if I say terrible things. You know what I mean? I don't know. Did I say any terrible things yet? God, I hope not. I'd hate to eliminate myself before I even walk in to see the fucking two clowns at the job fair. How you doing? Why don't you get in the minimum wage dunk booth? 
<laughs> oh my Christ. Um, has anybody ever been fired from a job they didn't have? <laughs> anybody listening to this would think I was insane. I'm not even joking. I know I come off just laughing at my own bullshit and stuff. And people are just like, this guy's fucking crazy. And I guess I kind of am, but holy fuck. That made me laugh. <laughs> I go to the job fair and I climb into the minimum wage dunk booth. <laughs> Holy Christ. Some fucking fire eater is going to beat me out for a breadstocking job. All right. Book cameo, man. Hire me, right? I'm there. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. Put me on a shelf. All right. Um, What else, man? <laughs> oh, we have sponsors. I should talk about that before I start talking about myself, although I guess I've already talked about myself. Uh, we have the lovely Fearful Jesuit. He's an amazing person. I, uh, he, he just does an incredible podcast called The Paranoid Strain Podcast, which you can go ahead and find him wherever your finer podcasts are purveyed or put out there for you to listen to. Uh, he does incredible work all the time. Fantastic stuff. Him and Dana Unicorn. Uh, and they are, they are right now, they are fucking femur deep in the fucking satanic panic. Uh, and and tearing it apart and, and, and exposing it from the inside out, giving you all of the information that you could possibly need about this. They are fantastic, and and as I've said many times before, they it is it is the polar opposite of this show because this show I, I'm just yammering, but they are they are concise, they are pointed, they are well written. They are edited and professional, and they are just fantastic to listen to. It is our great friend Fearful Jesuit, the lovely Danny Unicorn, who is also talented. I don't mean to just pigeonhole her as lovely. You know what? Let's flip it. The lovely, fearful Jesuit, the extremely talented Danny Unicorn, bringing you the Paranoid Strain podcast, uh, available now wherever you find the best podcasts in the world. The Apple podcast space, Spotify, I'm sure Amazon carries it as well. All of these fine places, you can hear the voice of fearful Jesuit and his faithful sidekick wearing a cape and a mask, uh, the lovely Danny Unicorn. Oh, let's think, let's all, you know, let's all close our eyes and think about Danny Unicorn in a mask. Oh, yeah, that's good. Just like one of those Robin masks right over her eyes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's weird and gross. And, and you know, I want to meet her and shake her hand one day and tell her she's terrific at what she does. Uh, and then she's going to... And also, again, now, it's just like, just like the, the establishment with the job fair, I'm, I'm assuming she's going to listen to the podcast and be like, yeah, no, I don't want to shake your hand. You, you breathe into a microphone while talking about me in a mask. Uh, I may have said worse in the past about her. That's not good. That's, that's also not a bad advertisement for my show, right? To say that I've said worse things about ladies. What a fucking dick. All right. Uh, the Paranoid Strain Podcast. Go download it today, please. I want you to do it. It's available wherever the finer podcasts are. Subscribe and actually write them a note if you want to write them a note. You want to make a review, put a review in the old iTunes podcast store, store space, whatever they fucking call it. Uh, talk about how much you love it because that helps Jesuit reach out, reach out and touch someone. Reach out, reach out and just say thank you. And he wants to do all of those things for all of you. So go ahead, put, in a, put a review. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm disturbed because somebody upstairs is like, it's like they're running a train I don't know what the fuck is happening. It keeps rolling across the floor back and forth. Uh, like he's on roller skates. You know what I mean? Like he literally made his breakfast in the kitchen and he rolled it out to the bedroom. I don't know. Uh, so if you can't hear it, that's fine. But it's it's fucking distracting me because it sounds like there's a thundercloud right over my fucking head. Um, Paranoid Strain Podcast. Go get it now wherever you can find the best podcasts in the world. Uh, check it out. Also, you know what? Our great friend, David Hernandez, David Mex Hernandez, if you will, he has the Flemcat podcast. What's that? Two words. Yes, Flemcat. P-H-L-E-G-M. 
C-A-T, that's two words, the Flemcat Podcast is available also where you can find the best podcast that you've ever imagined that you could find. Uh, the uh, the Amazon, the Spotify, and the other, the uh, Apple space, all of those fantastic places where you're going to find our good friend David Mex Hernandez. Also, if you go to facebook.com slash David Mex Hernandez and become his friend, that would be cool. You can see all the artwork that he has done for the show. Uh, he, he's painted all of his friends, Derek and everybody else. He's got all sorts of characters, a whole cast of people. Uh, over there, especially now in December, it's the holidays, so he's doing all sorts of special holiday nonsense. Go and check out our great friend. Uh, Facebook.com slash David Mex Hernandez. You can hire him, too, to do artwork for you. I believe he's still doing that. So if you want him to do uh, individual paintings, and it is the, it is, look, it is the Christmas season. So if you want to hire somebody to paint a portrait of you or Custer, uh, I, t- I don't know why Custer would be on your list, but go ahead. Um, he's there. He can do it. Reach out to him at Facebook.com slash David Max Hernandez and ask him uh, what it costs to do a small one, watercolor, oil painting, all of these things. Oil paintings are a little, I think I might pass the deadline for Christmas because that I know those take fucking forever to dry from what I've heard. So uh, so reach out to him, if you will. Uh, David Max Hernandez, Facebook.com slash David Max Hernandez. Find out if he'll do some artwork for you, but also uh, the podcast. The Flem Cat podcast is available wherever you get your finer podcasts. Go ahead and subscribe and tune in and love it. That's right. That's an order. God damn it. You need to love it. Uh, so go ahead and check that out. Um, hire me for cameo. As I mentioned, you know what? Uh, I also have a Patreon page. What I do. Patreon.com slash Mike four zero Y O B. Um, if you want to sign up and help me out, that'd be pretty cool. Help me going forward and uh, help me tackle 2023 and all of the big plans. Oh my goodness. The plans. Uh, every and any little bit helps. You're nice to think of me. I appreciate it very much. Go to patreon.com slash Mike four zero Y O B and join today. And if you just prefer to go, dude, I'm getting a ringing in my left ear right now. And it is so intensely loud. I don't know what's happening. It'll probably fade. I would hope ah, I did. It just faded now. Uh, but it, <laughs> it was like, well, I'm not going to describe what a ringing is. You've heard ringing in your ears. Uh, but again, and you know, I have tinnitus, so I have tinnitus, I have ringing in my ears all the time, but this was starting to increase in intensity in my brain. I'm like, wait, don't tell me I'm getting capital T tinnitus. I don't want that shit. If I just got background tinnitus, that's one thing. And it's just going to get worse, obviously over the next 10 years of my life. But if it, if that today was that day, that would have sucked. That would have been awful as I go to this job fair. And you know, there are certainly someone's going to be shot out of a cannon soda in my ear. <laughs> My ear was ringing like the bell at the top of the tower when I used a mallet to smash the strongman uh, thing. Oh, ding. All right. Uh, (laughs) All right. So uh, if you wanted to send me money and let's just get down to brass fucking tax, right? If you just want to send me a handful of cash. You can do it via PayPal. And if you go to MikeSchmidtComedy.com, in the upper right-hand corner, there's a little uh, horn boy there. It says donate. Click on that as I yawn. Hoo-ah. Click on that and uh, and send uh, cash. That would be great. <laughs> Gas, grass, or ass. Nobody rides for free, folks. Nobody listens for free either. So, uh, And I don't want your grass. And you can keep your gas. Uh, ass, I'm on board. But also cash. So gas, grass, or ass? No, eh, cash or ass. Let's go cash or ass. And, uh, and, you know, I guess I wouldn't mind gas because your cash will probably be turned into gas. Uh, so whatever you got to do, any any of those words will do. And I'll take grass, too. What am I fucking, you know, above it? 
By the way, now they're going to drug test me at this fucking fair. All right, idiot. <laughs> Again, I love the idea of them listening to this before I go in. All right. Um, or after I get the gig and they're like, look, man, we got to cut you loose. We had no idea who you were. Um, and I'm like, oh, no, that's, you know what? That's, uh, that was, that's you know who runs that podcast? Michael. <laughs> I'm Mike. Completely different guy. That's man, Michael's on that podcast. Or we got to go probably get her the other way. That's Mike on that podcast. I'm Michael. I, you know who I am. Um, <laughs> all right. So send me money through PayPal, through the Mike Schmidt If you will, by the way, Mike Schmidt is like, is like a haunted house. It's a website that's just falling apart that I can't fix <laughs> again. Cause you need money. I tried to fix it during the pandemic when I had some money and I, I was talking to a girl in Phoenix and then, and it just, once, once people start giving me shit to do, I'm just like, man, what are you doing? She's like, Hey, I don't know about your email client. So you'll have to port it this way. And you got to write these. I'm like, what, what? Just do it. Just fucking do it. What does it cost another 50 bucks? Just do it. And she's like, well, I could host it. But I go, well, I just renewed with these guys. They host it. And she's like, oh yeah, well, you probably have to get your money back. So if you want to stay there, that's fine. Then you can port it in four months. I'm like, oh my Christ, just, just make website pretty. Could you just make website pretty? Cause and don't and and make me do nothing. Could that be good? Um. And so you know what happens then is then uh, you you get in a position now where, where I got I got no money. I got no girl from Phoenix, and I can't fix the goddamn thing. And then every time I go, I'm just like, ah, oh, it's a misery. It was uh, it was a glorious. And remember in the heyday when it first premiered, it was so beautiful. Uh, and now it's just fallen off of a cliff, and it's my own fault. Uh, as is everything. Hey, get ready for that audio with Lily. It's going to be fun as I blame myself for everything short of Christ's crucifixion. Um, he was crucified, right? I believe so. I think I read the book. Uh, heard the scuttlebutt out there. Uh, all right. So, uh, send me dough through PayPal and, uh, all of our sponsor friends, which are great. Um, I'm also part of the Misfit Toys co-op. Uh, I'll tell you that right now. I'm on, uh, I'm on along with the guys from Never Not Funny. Uh, Doug Benson, Todd Glass, Jen Kirkman, all of their shows are involved. I believe Danielle Koenig's new show is on there as well. Um, and I think I saw somebody else under the the banner of Misfit Toys. Like they were advertising on Twitter. Um, not Misfit Toys, but like somebody did. And they said, we're a Misfit Toys jointer. <laughs> I don't even know. So, uh, so hey, man, there might be other people uh, following me or, or, or t- teamed up with me on the roster, which is great. Uh, so I'm in the Misfit Toys Co-op, man. Support those shows. Never Not Funny, Doug Loves Movies, uh, The Todd Glass Show, No Fun with Jen Kirkman, uh, Danielle Koenig and Another Woman Talk to You About Danger. That seems like a long title. Uh, but that's out there. Go ahead and grab it. And then other shows that are all under the Misfit Toys Co-op uh, banner. Go ahead and check them all out. They're all fantastic. They're all lovely, and they need their uh, they need your ears. We need your ears, your hot steaming ears, your virgin ears, if you will. Uh, burst your ear hymens with all of them. Why not? <sighs> all right. And then, you know, I have channels. Did you know this guys? Let's talk about this really quick. I have uh, first of all, let's talk about the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash the 40 year old boy. Uh, over there, you'll be able to go ahead and check out all of the past archives of this show. Uh, by the way, we're still in year 13 and it's, it has been, I think this is two years of year 13. I'm not even joking. I, uh, you know, I fucking got all spinny for a while. Had to sit down and put ice on my head for about six weeks. Uh, and then I came back and also, look, I wasn't here the last two weeks. Yes, I know, uh, because I've been, I've been beating the pavement <laughs> trying to get gigs. Uh, I have, I have, I had four, there was four possibles and, uh, and two of them are dead now. And then now there's this one today. And then, then there's always the fail safe, but I, 
uh, whatever. I long story. I'll tell you all about it next week. There's no point in going into it now. I've talked for. I remember in the beginning of this, and I was like, I'm not going to talk very long. Uh, <laughs> so the uh, what you call it? What was it saying? I forget. Oh, channels. I got YouTube.com slash the 40-year-old boy. You can check that out. But also, I have Twitch.tv slash the 40-year-old boy. Now, I'm in the middle of playing God of War Ragnarok. It's fucking amazing. Uh, I, I Last night, I was playing, and I, I had to fight a gravel belly, and I was losing, and I just went, I, guys, I can't stick around and fight the gravel belly because it's going to be an hour before I defeat the gravel belly. You're wondering what the gravel belly is. It's kind of like a uh, rhinoceros crossed with a stegosaurus. But also, it's literally as big as a Zeppelin. I mean, it is fucking gigantic. And it came charging out of a tunnel and attacked me. And it's me and this other goddess named Freya, who is no help. She's a goddess. And uh, she's no help. She shoots piddly little arrows. She doesn't help me in fights at all. She's supposed to be a Valkyrie. Uh, and instead, it winds up being me. And now i got to run away from this thing. I don't like fights where i got to run away. I like to button mash and just get in and just mix it up. I like to get in close. Uh, but you can't get in close with the gravel belly, folks. Because it just fucking annihilates you. I tried to beat it twice, and I went, I got I, I to get out of here. Because I fought, yesterday, I fought a dark angel for like 45 minutes. It was fucking me up. And I kept getting close. I kept getting close to beating it. Then I wouldn't, and I was furious. And then I thought to myself, you know, I should pivot. You know, you always hear those things about guys who throw fucking temper tantrums. They play games. They fire their controller across the room, and they get mad. My, my psychotic brothers used to always say that uh, there were games in Madden where the computer just decides you're not going to win. The computer, it, it would happen in NHL 93. Any, they said, no, man, this is a game the computer will not let me win. They'll be like, I'll, I'll score, and they're going to return the kickoff. Like, it's crazy. They go, the, some games, the computer just decides you're not going to win. And I'd be like, you guys are insane. But then I realized that that is a much larger opinion held by a lot more people who believe that there are computer games. The computer's just like, fuck you. You're not winning this. Uh, and I don't know if that's just a brain worm or, or if it's real. Who knows? I have no fucking idea. Um but I was, you know, playing last night and getting so frustrated at losing to this angel. My fucking fingers were numb because you got to dive and dodge and shoot and stab and whatever the fuck. And then my brain, I was like, what if I pivoted? And I just I just made this like a fucking rage channel where I just I just fucking swore at games and I got pissed off and furious. Like part of me thinks there's an audience for that, like where people would watch it. It would be exhausting to do it three hours a fucking night. And just be fucking furious at winning fights or just talking shit, which initially that's fun when I do it in the games. I love talking shit in, in Red Dead and stuff, but occasionally uh, that only happens. I should say that happens only occasionally. You know, most of the time you're just fucking you're relaxing, you're riding a horse, you're robbing a bank, whatever the fuck. You're not being mean. Uh, but when you get ambushed or whatever the fuck, then you start going nuts. You start yelling at people. Then it's fun. I've had bears jump out of me or whatever the fuck. So then I thought, what if I pivoted to make this channel just me being fucking frustrated with not winning fights instead of because I get frustrated and then I blame myself. And then I'm like, people don't want to watch this. It's so dumb. Brace yourself for this fucking conversation with Lily where I scrape out my skull and talk about how nobody likes me. What a fucking schlep rock. But fucking playing these games. What if, what if there was a way to just do it where I was just like, God damn it, what the fuck? Just like this, because if anything, you'd probably go viral. You know what I mean? Because I, I do feel that way. I really want to scream and fucking swear sometimes at the goddamn screen because you're playing and it's like, you get so fucking close, you're like, no, fuck! Uh, but but my Twitch channel isn't that. Yet. Anyway, I mean, who, who knows what it'll be? Of course, I may not have a Twitch channel much longer uh, because I'm going to be collecting carts in the parking lot. So who knows? We'll see. Uh, they are not even going to. They're going to listen to this. It's going to be great. Uh, so, but still, Twitch.tv/slash the forty-year-old boy. You can follow for free. You can subscribe. 
you can use your Amazon subscription. Surprise, it doesn't cost you anything. I get five bucks out, uh, out of Bezos's pocket, which is nice. Or you can actually, you know, subscribe and give your own money if you want to. You can do that. Um, but I will tell you this: uh, the last few years, eh, five years, I think, of Twitch, uh, I do a Christmas show, and it's a Christmas stream, and uh, I'll have cookies and I'll have hot chocolate. And we'll do a uh, gift openings. People send me gifts, which, and they're very kind. I've, got, I've gotten, I've received like five or six already. Listeners send me gifts. They send them either to the P.O. box or they send them to me here in my apartment, um, which is incredibly gracious and nice. I love that people think of me and they want to do something like that. It makes me very happy. So this year, the, the stream is on December 23rd. So it's two weeks from tomorrow, uh, which is tomorrow's Friday the 16th. Uh, it'll be two weeks from then. And I will say this, though, I'm having <laughs> I, I, a frustrating thing with uh, Twitch is I have camera stuff that happens that I can't control uh, and I don't know how to fix it because I'm great. So the, there will be a stream on December 23rd, but the stream may actually be on Facebook on the Westside 86 Jokers page. Or it'll be on YouTube. Now, part of me wanted to do it on YouTube because I was like, well, that's cool. And YouTube handles video and stuff. Uh, and then I could do a stream and open gifts and, and have fun. It would be great. Um, but then part of me was like, well, you know, Facebook would actually be more convenient because a lot of people come to the Joker's page. And if they came to the Joker's page and saw a link to YouTube, they might go, well, I'm not going to fucking do that. But if they just came to fucking Westside 86 Joker's page and there's me, my goofy face as I'm opening shit and I'm broadcasting live, maybe it would make people want to stick around. Uh, I don't know. So I, I will just tell you this. December 23rd, there will be a Christmas stream. Uh, I'll probably lead, I'll read a small Christmas piece. Uh, I'll eat some uh, cookies and hot chocolate. I'll open gifts. Uh, will we have a visitor? We might. I've already tried a couple people who've said no, they're unavailable. But just letting you know that December 23rd, there will be a Christmas stream, whether it's on YouTube or West Side or on Facebook or on Twitch. I'm not sure exactly where it will be, uh, but it's going to be happening. And I hope you're uh, able to tune in and check it out. And also, if you want to send me anything, you clearly do not have to send me anything. This is not a gift gambit. This is just... People seem to enjoy it. We do a Christmas thing, and it's fun. I wear a Santa hat. Everybody loves it. If you'd like to send me something, uh, again, you've got two weeks to do it, um, and you would send it. If you want to send it to my P.O. box, write me, and I will give you the P.O. box number because I don't give it out on here because I don't need a fucking to get a you know a bomb or a snake. Uh, but if you want it, you know, write me a note. But also, I will tell you this: if if it's something. Because time is of the essence, I understand that. Some people will be like, oh, man, I want to rush it to you. I want to make sure it goes to you. Or some people send perishables. They'll send cookies or a fucking figgy pudding, whatever the fuck. And so they want to send it right to my house. And uh, I got no issue with that. But I, you got to contact me for the address. I can't, I can't put it in public, and I can't tell you it here. But if you want my address to send me something and make sure it gets to me on time, I'm all for that. So feel free to reach out and contact me. And it's funny how it's changed. Five years ago, I was like, I can't do that. I can't give people my address. And now so many people have my fucking address that I'm just like, yeah, I don't. That's fine. You know why? Because people in Canada want to send me stuff. And it it just takes fucking forever if they do the P.O. box. or And some people won't even P.O. Some people want to send Amazon stuff and it won't go to a P.O. box. You know what I mean? So send me if you want my apartment or whatever the fuck where I live, let me know. And, and that'll be easy. So you can do that. Um... All right, so that's twitch.tv slash the 40-year-old boy. And also stop in and watch me streaming some fucking God of War. That'd be fun. I'm killing people, fighting elves. 
Uh, I, I fought an ogre the other day. Uh, all of those things need to be done. Look, man, we got to take care of these ogres. Hey, we're overrun with ogres. It's, and there's nothing worse than an ogre overrun. Can we all agree on that? I think we can. Uh, all right. Misfit Toys Co-op. Never Not Funny. Doug Loves Movies. Todd Glass Show. No Foma. Jen Kirkman. The cameo bit. Hire me for that, please. I don't think I'll do a 35-minute one. But you know what? If you pay or whatever you want to do, let me know. Uh, Patreon.com slash Mike40YOB. If you want to PayPal me, go to MikeSpeakComedy.com. There's a uh, horn boy. You can get right to the PayPal and do it that way. Um, and please remember Paranoid Strain, a fantastic show. Go ahead and check them out. Flemcat Podcast, one of my great friends. Go ahead and listen to his show as well. And YouTube.com slash The 40-Year-Old Boy and Twitch.tv slash The 40-Year-Old Boy. They're out there. They're waiting. December 23rd is the Christmas stream. <sighs> so much talking. And now uh, what I need to do is I need to go uh, practice my interviewing skills because it's been a while, friends. But uh, I feel that if I'm just go in there and I'm just, you know what? I'm just me. I think that should be enough. <laughs> As he laughs ruefully at this completely empty notion. All right. Uh, I Again, here's me and Lily. And it's it's another, I got to admit, it's a deep dive on what goes out of my fucking brain. And, and if that's not for you, I totally get it. But there is some funny stuff in it, I promise. Uh, and I can only hope that you'll find a way to stick around and listen to that. If you've hell, if you listen this far, you're halfway in. So why not? Why wouldn't you fucking do it? Who do you think you are? You're special. You think you're better than me? You might be better than Mike, but God damn it. You are not better than Michael. <laughs> uh, all right. Thank you for indulging me. And I was off two weeks, but I will be back next week. Will I? Yes, I swear. I swear. I swear to God. See you guys. Thanks. You're funny. So you have 22 gigabytes. I have 22 gigabytes available on my four right. terabyte hard drive. Just making sure. I don't. I don't. What? What? Could, what else is on your four terabyte hard drive? I have a lot of photos and videos and podcasts and nonsense. All right, podcasts. Yeah, I I have a bunch of my old burlesque uh, okay. podcasts. And, yeah, oh, and I, and, but again, mostly it's video. I have a bunch of videos because we did the the shows and I've been working and editing and I'm going to put up a bunch of MNT's stuff. And so I've just got a lot of stuff on the hard drive right now. Well, when you said podcast, I was I was disappointed because I know you throw mine away the instant it's done. Like you're literally like, oh, I'll get you a copy. And then I get it immediately deleted from my hard drive. So nothing bad happens to my fucking computer. And, and now you're like, I've got eight gigs of, or, of, of this and then I've got 400 terabytes of podcasts that aren't yours uh you are responsible for your audio for your show understood but you should keep it for posterity because you like it well it's funny because i do have a bunch of the old uh dvds that have season one through whatever on them uh i don't know where it ends i just yeah. found a bunch of those that are the backups that i have burnt because you're backing up all of your stuff yes oh boy <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't Should that be, I be grand means for you <laughs> well all right let's put it this way don't don't threaten me with doing work for me because yes <laughs> you should be burning those for me i think i i've backed everything up I, look we talked about this saga i literally have i mean i will, I will show you i have these two terabyte hard drives right our yeah. external hard drives and then i have uh this which i i have yet to open this is a five terabyte hard drive why have you external. not opened it uh well it's not christmas yet <laughs> how weird no i because once i open that then i got to commit to doing the project and what well, here's because here's what i want to do all right here's the reason i have all the first of all 
Hey, what's <laughs> happening? Mike Schmidt, 40 year old boy podcast. How are you? And uh, I have apologies to dispense. They'll be coming soon. Let me just figure out what I'm going to talk about here for just a second. Um, with the terabytes, I, all right, let's, let's back all the way up. I have, a, I have a laptop. All right. I have a laptop, a MacBook pro that I've had that was actually, uh, and it's, it shames me to say these things sometimes. Um, this is a gift from a listener named Mike, you know, he bought this laptop and he's incredibly kind and nice. And, and, uh, he, you know, he bought this in 2015, I think a MacBook pro it was because mine was really just fucking dying and it wasn't doing, doing what it was supposed to do. So he bought this and I've been using it since. Well, now that was 2015, so now it's seven years later. So this is having, you know, the issues the old one had when he bought me the one in 2015. And, and what I mean by issues, like Apple doesn't have regular issues. You know what I mean? Apple, no, nobody crashes. Like sometimes you can get the blue screen of death or whatever the fuck. I had that yeah. on my windows last week. But Apple always has weird stuff. Like th this is completely true. The H no longer works on my keyboard. Uh, you you have to fucking bang it like like really hit it hard to get an H. But then when you do that, you get four H's, and then you got to fucking. So I'm going to say this, and people are going to laugh at me, and you probably will too. I was always remiss in answering emails and and Facebook messages and Twitter notes and stuff like that, right? Uh, because doing it on your phone is a fucking pain in the ass, and I'm a one thumb guy. So then you're doing this, and you still got to re. First of all, when you talk to text on Facebook, all right, brace yourselves, everybody. Here comes incoming weird. When you when you talk to text on your phone, uh, I still you still have to proofread it. Like it's like you have to write the message twice or three times because you say it, and then you get a look and go, "I didn't mean to say that." You know, <laughs> I, where, I didn't. I didn't fucking say apricots. How the fuck did apricots get in my text? So then you got to delete that, and then you got to do all the structure. So not so it, it, you know what it is with the fucking the phone. You are student and teacher. You have to turn in your essay, and then you have to fucking grade the goddamn thing, and, and then and then you have to give it back to student to go ahead and fix the shit that he fixed. It's like there's another step, even. So it drives me crazy, and it's one of the reasons. It's because I'm a, look, I'm lazy. I gear, I that's true as well. Uh, I have you know I have right now a a ton of Facebook messages that I haven't read because if you read them, you have to answer them, and so I'm like I can't just click on this because then people are like, what the fuck, man. Uh, I know you're, this is, we're, let me apologize to all of you. Well, first of all, let's do this. Uh, yeah, we're late. I haven't been here. For <laughs> um, I have been underwater. My, my head is just fucked. It just is. I, I don't, I'm just going to tell you that right now. I'm going to do my best to be as entertaining and as funny as I possibly can be this week. Uh, if I peel the onion on it at all, you're going to be like, Jesus fucking Christ, this guy, let's get an intervention going or something because it's just, it's uh, you know, whatever. And, and we've been through this before on this show over the course of 13 years, I've hit these walls before. Um, but, but it, it, it was a very much at the bottom of a well for a couple of weeks and I've climbed out now and I don't want, I also don't want you to think, uh, um, I only did this because Lily's involved. I mean, I'm a grown man. I can do the show on my own if I, if I, but it, I just, I didn't want to do fuck all. I mean, I, I just, uh, whatever. So I'm, I want to stir off into this bleak territory. So anyway, with the Apple, uh, like I said, the H doesn't work, but it's a, it's a, they've put out a thing that says, we'll fix this. We know the H doesn't work everybody. Okay. Uh-huh. So I have to just bring it to the geniuses and they'll fix my H, which is cool. I'm like, all right, fix my H. However, uh, I have things on my computer that I don't particularly want anybody to see. All right. I have uh, personal photos that, look, if you want to see my cock, feel free. 
Uh, if you want to go ahead and do Ladies that. Ladies and gentlemen and those. <laughs> those I'm just, send I'm just, an email to Mike. <laughs> sure. Photo 31 is locked and or loaded uh, <laughs> or unloaded. And if you see the photo, you'll understand why. Um, but yeah, it, it's, uh, you know, the, the, I have stuff that I, I, I honestly, I should just fucking delete, you know, a ton of like uh, stuff, photos and videos, whatever. So, um, but I, I, the last thing I ever want is for that to get out. And I know, and I don't look, you can be, you can be the ghost of Steve Jobs himself. <laughs> uh, you could be, you can be fucking Tim Apple. That guy who's out there now running the show. Tim uh, Apple. Tim Apple. Those guys. Uh, they're looking at your stuff. I don't. I don't care what you say. I don't care what you what you think because, it, like, it's the same way with your your phone hears you. All right. I was at my buddy Paul Gilmartin's house the other day, and I started telling him about a movie I watched, uh, which was fucking. By the way, this doesn't help my headspace. Uh, you know, I I I like uh, bleak movies. I like to find things that are really fucking brutal and awful, like where you know it's tough. So I found a movie. Uh, I watched a movie the other day called Come and See. And it is uh, notorious for being the most brutal anti-war film ever depicted. Okay, uh, a guy made it in Soviet Russia. Uh, I don't, I can't pronounce his fucking name because it's all those backwards K's and shit. But he, he's uh, the, the the lore of this movie is enough to even give you the chills. But this dude wrote this movie, and it took him seven years to get the Russian government to approve it that he would be able to film it the way he wanted to film it. He was not going to make it unless he could film it the way he wanted to film it. He needed to do it in a way that, that, that was, you know, expressed everything he had to say about war and uh, what is it good for? He actually had Edwin Starr. <laughs> he, he had Edwin Starr as a consultant on the film. And because uh, initially it had a much brighter outlook. But then he brought in Edwin Starr. He said, what do you think about this? And he goes, well, I'll tell you what. You're asking me about war? And the, and the director's like, yes. And he goes, well, let me ask you this. What is it good for? And the director, was he was frozen for a minute. He didn't really think of it in those terms. He was just making a war picture, a small personal war picture. And he said, I, you know, I, I, I guess I've never really pondered that question. And Edwin Starr looked him dead in the eyes and said, absolutely nothing. <laughs> And the director was shocked that Edwin Starr would be so honest with him, certainly on the first day of being hired. But he also didn't, wasn't sure he had digested the message. So the director looked at Edwin Starr and he said, say it again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, this movie, Come and See, is a war movie. And it took him <laughs> seven years to get it approved by the Russian government. Okay. And also, this is true, it's the last film the director ever made. Because he was done. He had said what he needed to say. Okay. Uh, it is it said in 1945, 45, 42. You'd think I'd respect the guy. I'd remember the fucking year. Um, I think, no, it's 45. Uh, in Russia. It's set in Russia. Uh, the Germans are invading and trying to, you know, crush them. And it's a young boy, 13. And he lives in a, and this is another thing that got me. Like when you see the way people lived and shit like that, you're like, Jesus fucking Christ. You know, maybe, maybe we should let somebody blow this country up. But he, he lived in a tiny village that had one cow. You know what I mean? Like five, all these huts and these, the elders and all that kind of stuff. So he's on the beach looking, he's digging through the sand 
And then you realize he's got another little boy with him too. And uh, the little, the previous little boy, the other little boy had found a gun on the beach. And this kid is digging through the sand. And it's because there are Russian soldiers buried in the sand uh, after ha- having lost a battle. So these guys are digging through it to find them and get their guns. They're one of the, they want a gun. That's what they want. So the little boy, uh, the, the, te- the teenage kid, he's about 13, 14. He gets a gun. And uh, he he finds one finally, and he pulls it out of the fucking sand. And as they're doing this, a, a fucking German bomber plane goes over them, and they're seen. They can see. So he goes back to the village, and his mom is terrified. Like she's got two two other little babies, and then him. And she's like, "Why would you ever want to go fight? You know, because your father never came back, and you have to stay." And she's kind of sad, and and he's trying to explain what he needs to do. It, you know, mom, well, you need to fight these guys and save the country, whatever. And then. He doesn't even get a choice. He doesn't get to volunteer. Literally, while they're having this conversation, he gets conscripted. These uh, a, a fucking uh, a rebel army. Because if you know anything about Russia in World War II, everybody fucking fought. Like yeah. they were just like, fuck this. You know, that's, that's one of the ways that they, when I joke all the time about these countries, you know, like when I said, when Russia invaded Ukraine, I'm like, Russia is there because they're that. They're, they're every bit of that and more. And Ukraine is like, oh, really? You know, like I said, don't ever, I've said this many times, don't ever go to war with a country that may have a Pope's bones in a cave somewhere. Like, you don't <laughs> want to fight these fucking people. Any, any country that has a K in their name, do not battle them. All right. It's just, it's just not, it's not worth it. Uh, because they will, they will sit in trenches for years and eat mice and curse your fucking name and the names of your families. Uh And that's, that's who they are. I mean, again, we, in this country, we're all essentially, you know, as we fight and squabble among ourselves about this, that, and the other thing, and we're possibly leaning toward fascism and where is this going and who knows and democracy and whatever, um, we're fucking children. You know, we've been at this for 230 years yeah. Dude, in Europe, they have buildings older than us. They have fucking, you know, they've been they've been squabbling for a thousand years. They they have names for it. You know, there are books written about shit that happened a thousand years ago that you could look at and they're still fighting those fucking wars. They're still mad. Some guys, it's some guy in Bosnia will curch a Chechen for something a king did in 1112. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what the fuck? These are, this is what it is. So. They conscript this kid into the fucking into the army, and then he goes to this, and it's a bunch of ragtags. It's a fucking outfit in the in the woods, and I don't want to give too much away. I don't want to describe it completely, but it is this boy's journey, and he goes from being a you know a thirteen year old who's like, yeah, you know what, I want to totally fight this, and da da da, to by the end of the film, and this is completely true, uh, the actor, the boy, they had to hypnotize him to prepare him for what he was going to be involved in, in this, in this movie Jesus. and his hair turned gray and, and they fucking afterwards he went back to school and they had colored his hair, but also it had grown in gray in spots. I mean, it's because it is dude. Cause, cause the stuff that happens, I don't again, I don't want to tell you, but it's, you know, it's also, by the way, it's true. This guy, this guy made this movie basing it on these events that happened in Belarus. So wow. this is, he took this from real history and lore and then, you know, made it a movie, but still not, there's nothing feel good in this fucking, I mean, it is, it is just <laughs> relentless haymaker after fucking haymaker and you're watching it. And again, it's about two, two hours and 20 minutes. And if you see it, another amazing thing is the actor, the boy, when you see him in the beginning of the movie and you see him at the end of the movie, it is, it is astonishing the transformation because you're like, holy shit. Because again, the things he's seen and done 
in the movie are one thing, but also in real life, he became, he became this, like he, he changed physically from doing this fucking film. And then, and then as if this isn't, uh, you know, kicking you in the fucking stomach enough, uh, at the end, there's a montage uh, of stuff of actual war footage, Ugh. and and you see it, and again, it's but also it's that thing where, especially with what we have going on now, here in uh, America, with these fucking rednecks marching out of the woods with swastika flags or hiding in fucking compounds. Now, we call or, them Nazis. I, I'm that's what I'm saying. They yeah. they don't they don't feel like you know what I mean. Like they wouldn't. Because that, let's put it this way. Another reason I didn't use that word is it's being devalued. Okay. It's being devalued as people throw it around at people. I mean, I had a friend who literally was tweeting about something and, and a, a, a fucking Twitter person with over a half a million followers call, started a fight with him and called him a Nazi. And I'm just like, what? and went from zero to Nazi in the blink of a swastika. I mean, are I'm like, you, what the fuck are you doing? It are was you, crazy. Are you still on Twitter? I'll be on Twitter till it burns to the ground. I like Twitter. Okay. You can, you can fucking. I'm not judging you. I'm not judging you in any way, shape or form. I just don't understand how people are still there. It is a cesspool that is worse than the most disgusting reddits I've been on. I I literally opened Twitter a couple times and I just went, I I, I can't, I have reasonable people that I follow and I can't, I am being bombarded and I had to, I just had to take it off my phone. That hasn't been my experience. Yeah. I get, I get baseball news. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like I, I understand what's going on. I can see the flame flames licking the outer walls. I mean, I, I know what's happening, Um, but I, I enjoy the platform. Like I said, I, you remember it. I joined in 2000. Well, that's that's what I'm saying. In the beginning, yeah. I made fun of it. Remember, I was I 2009 is when I joined, and I was yeah. like, "Who the fuck cares what I had for lunch?" Like, saying I did the same thing with Facebook. I've had to be dragged kicking and screaming into every social media platform, okay, Instagram. Man. What the fuck? Even TikTok now. You know what I mean? And I I find, but I will say I find the things that I enjoy on TikTok the because I every, every the cat t- videos, the happy dog videos, right? No, the cook the cooking dudes, the cooking news, but the, the uh, but the AMSR cooking dudes. Those are fucking oh, sweet. Yeah. Because when I'll because I'll they'll be suggesting like you know the whatever the fuck the the talented chef or whatever the fuck. Well, I sent one to you that you didn't care for. I don't think. Well, because that's okay. Well, all right, because then you go there uh, to the talented chef, and then they've got Beyonce blaring in there, and then they have that robot voice go, "How to make sloppy joes?" I'm like, "Fuck you, just make sloppy (laughs) joes, man." I don't need any window dressing. Just fucking, I need a pair of hands, <laughs> dumping liquid, browning meat, sizzle, sizzle, scoop it up, manwich me, and let's go. And you know what? That's a manwich because that's not just a sandwich. That's a goddamn meal. I'm willing to watch that. But sure enough, uh, you know, on TikTok, they have to, everybody thinks that they need fucking bells and whistles. Like, I don't, I don't need this shit, dude. I don't. You know, I, I'll, there are some accounts, like I said, I follow like 30 accounts right now, and I probably half of them are chefs. Uh, and some of them are, and some of them are funny people, which I, I, I like, and some of them are friends. Um, but boy, I, I, and again, so I, I've been dragged kicking and screaming into that platform. As you know, like I told you, I was like, what the fuck? I'm too young. I shouldn't be, or too old. I shouldn't be doing this shit, but now I love it. I mean, I, I think it's fantastic and it's viable and it's great, but at the same time, and they're going to ban it because they can't control it. What? Well, well it, and also yes, <laughs> true. As they're trying that. to ban TikTok specifically. Well, I know it's hilarious by using the China back door. I, yes. I know, I know, I know yes. it, it's, it's, but everything is that now. But, everything but we have a billionaire now. that is allowing people to call people Nazis at the I drop of a hat. I, Lily, I can't get sucked in this conversation. Yeah. I it's, don't care. It's crazy I don't, to me. 
I truly don't care. I know I because your H him. doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, the H doesn't work. I, because because you know because this show will just be a hamster wheel of that every week because it's never going to fucking change. I mean, it's it's just the way I it think is. It and will you deal with eventually. it eventually. Good for you. I, I I wish your optimism was shared globally, but I I just find it to be like I uh, all right. I'm just uh, I'll talk about him for this fucking second. I hear about him all fucking day. All, oh. all uh, on on Twitter. Who the fuck had bought Twitter? He's, oh, okay. He, uh, he, Sorry. He's on there. That's fine. He he he's mentioned by news people. He's screenshots of tweets. To comedians, this everybody did a, and and I sit there and I and I go, don't you don't you fuckheads realize? And and you know what? That's that's probably doing them an injustice. They probably all realize it, but they're so hooked and 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 embedded and addicted, they can't pull away. Um, this is exactly what you did with fucking Trump. Like, and then you all wanted him off the platform. Oh my God, he's this, he's that. You can't get it. You can't escape him. He's terrible. Cause he was fucking, it was awful. Even, even if you blocked him, even if, which yeah. I did, he was like, whatever, everybody would retweet his screenshot and talk about it. They all have their take and their dunk and their bullshit. And they're doing the same thing with this ass fuck. And what they don't understand to me is he's, he is an absolute child. He is such a, he's, I, I have opinions. I, I don't think much of him. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to, it's not yeah. going to belabor the point, but they're doing his work for him. He bought the platform and he's trying to keep it alive. And by, by trolling and engaging and saying, these are his real opinions, whatever the fuck, but he, he's doing it to get people ginned up. And they do, they all repeat it. They fight, they jump on every decision he makes. And it turns, that's all you, that's why I'm saying, You'll you'll hear about him constantly because these and it's like just leave it alone, just fucking. Well, stop. if you just leave it alone, he he would he would do what Trump almost did, which was fucking an insurrection. Again, you have to shine light on on puns are not. I, light. I'm trying to I'm trying to find you. You've got to shine light on it. Again, I'm with you. The people who are just trolling for the sake of trolling, thinking that they're you know, Stephen Colbert in their wit and ability to make fun of this guy are sad. But that is also part of everybody in this country right now is so taken over by the oppression that's happening to them. It's the only thing they have. I, all right. And again, I don't want to go down this road. But, I, do, I do but, not. But the, but the point is, putting the light on Trump is finally coming to fruition five years later. We're finally seeing things happening to his companies and i do believe eventually he will be held responsible yeah i you would i do not share that sentiment he will he will laugh to the grave he will never he will never pay he will prance around like a minstrel dancing between landmines and be a constant fucking <clears throat> pork chop necklace around all of all our right. necks as everybody so, tries to, to chew him up so I, then I, let's I, go back to the h <laughs> Because you don't want to talk about this, and that's fine. You don't have to. I, I don't. But you know why? Because you could talk about it for two hours every week. You, that's the thing. Is and then I'm then, then I'm these people who just who become this fucking. Because look, you know where I stand. You know what I mean? It's not like I've I've. So there's no point in going into it. And people people listening to this show, and again, after having listened for 13 years, people are like, we want to hear your take on things. We want to hear what you have to say, and that's it's super nice, and I love it. And I'm 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 privileged to have an audience who cares. You know what I mean? That's great. But if you keep hitting them with the same fucking sledgehammer, eventually they're going to go, well, Jesus Christ, all right, we get it, buddy. And they're going to fucking, and, and look, I but do I enough damage. I don't damage. think your entire personality is tied around 
it taking isn't. down things or anything. I, you you mock and talk about everything, and I think it's well, okay if you talk about it every now and then. I I want to I, like I said I want to like things. I want to you know that's that's well, it's hard to like him. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and, all right, and and also it's hard to understand why anybody could like him, and then that leads you down another road where you're like. Everything is stupid. What the fuck is going on? Like, what? I can't understand. Like, dude, like, all right, again, I'm not. I can't. I can't. I just fucking can't. I, so because tell me again, more about your age. Oh, man. I, I just, um, so, so I, why was I talking about come and see? Why was you I talking said about the that movie? you were talking with Pat and the computer was listening? Oh, that's why. Because I was at yeah. Paul's house and I was telling about come and see. Or Paul's house, not Pat. Yeah, and uh, and then we he turned on YouTube to try to find some clip he wanted to show me, and it was like for you. And the first four were about World War II and Nazis, and I was like, "What are you watching?" And he goes, "I didn't watch any of that." He goes, "I'm telling you, your phone heard it, and my phone heard it, and it put it in my fucking YouTube." And uh, I was like, "Man, I because we both were like, yeah, that's probably what happened." Beat, Jesus fucking Christ! <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? Like. And, and then you just start to realize, you're like, holy fuck, I got to watch what I'm talking about. Jesus, God, you know what I mean? They think you want to fucking watch clips of that. And if the, your YouTube search is filled with Nazis, you're like, hey, hey, whoa, 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 dude. Uh, and at least it was just like World War II docs. It wasn't like it was some favorable, you know, how to make a swastika out of macaroni noodles or any of that bullshit. You know what I mean? Wow. You know, there's probably a channel for that because That's what I'm the saying. world is that awful. Yeah. There's, there's hate crafting, they call it. I'm sure it's fantastic. They got people making oven mitts out of human skin. They got all that shit. Here's the way to do it. It's totally great. Fuck off. Jesus. God. Uh, well, you know what? If you put a little extra starch in your clan hood, you can turn it upside down and it makes a nice vase. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, good. I think I love this channel. Uh, my God, if that channel doesn't exist, somebody make it and then credit me. No, please don't. No, credit me. Well, make, I go, when I say credit me, I mean, give me money. That's okay. all. I, I'm 55 and it's sellout time, man. And I joked about that for the last 10 years, but it is, it is upon us. I don't give a fuck what you want me to endorse. Fucking, you got some soup you want me to talk about? I don't give a shit. Fucking call me up. Uh, hey, this is the new puppy mill where, and you know, it, it's not like where we're just making puppies and giving them away. We actually grind them into a fine puppy paste. <laughs> and you can put them in one of these custom-made urns we've had for, oh, look, here's one for Sluggo the Bulldog. And he's all ground up firmly. Put him on your mantle. Pretend you had a dog and that you were once interesting. With this dead dog you accredited to yourself. It's like naming your, a star after yourself. <laughs> hey, I bought a dead dog's ashes. Look, I used to own a pet. Love me, goddammit. <laughs> Fuck me. I don't know. So, uh, <laughs> so our good friend Michael W., Mike, who, by the way, I have not heard from in six years because I've lost him as a listener, I'm sure. I've lost everybody, as you know. That oh, oh right. true. Bullshit. Let's talk about this real quick. Hold on. You want to talk about something? Yes. And it's funny. Uh, I think I told you a listener reached out to me to do be my technical producer. Did I tell you this? Yeah. Story? Uh, she's lovely. And, and she's been listening a very long time because she was, uh, I think she's one of the Kickstarter people. And we, and Mex and I did a song about her. Like we did a, we did an actual a segment, one of the ones where we were fucking around with the guitar and we just bringing up people's names, you know? Yeah. And we did, we actually sang, um, <laughs> I should just put the fucking thing in here when I when I put the show together. But we did it was her name's Aya. I thought it was Aya. It turns out it's Ia. Yeah. I'll, I'll explain that in a second. 
but uh, I thought it was AI. So then when we did, we were fucking around with the guitar. We did uh, Hey Ya by Outkast, but we did Ia. Uh, we did Ia. Ia. Cassandra. We said her name. We did that. So. <laughs> uh, just silliness and fun. Um, well, she's the one who reached out to me and wants to be my technical producer or whatever. So I, you know, I kept staring at the texts and they arrive. And the funny part is, I would mention it on the show, right? Yeah. And then, and then she, but I never contacted her. <laughs> So then she'd write me and go, obviously you're li- you're reading these. So I mean, I, and she goes, I'll look forward to hearing from you in April 2025. But just please know <laughs> that I'm here if you're interested in this sort of thing, and that's fine. <laughs> um, but now, now here's uh, now because again, one of the things I always, what do I always think when I, I when I when people offer to do something for me, what is my mo? Do you know? Do you remember? No, tell us. I never engage them because I think it would be a burden for them to do anything for me. <laughs> no. Even though, even though they have offered kindly and said, look, man, I'm on board. Whatever you need, I'm happy to do this. And I'm like, all right, well, you know, I, I, you're being very nice. And it's, it's, there's a lot of lip service that you're paying to make me feel good about myself. But I couldn't possibly put you in service of myself or anything that I would do because I know you would hate me instantly. You know what I mean? Like one of those deals. Because, because I've had that burn me in the past. I had a, a, ver- a listener who was my champion a dude who fucking loved me like he and he would like i saved texts from him to read so i would feel okay like he he was unbelievably kind verbally and everything he wrote and the support he showed me and the things that he did were crazy amazing uh and then a switch got flipped and he turned on me in a way where i actually got an email from him telling me to (laughs) die slow okay uh you that's not good yeah he told me to die slow and die um, slow yeah. And it was uh, and, and to the point where like, let's put it this way. I had another, I had a buddy here and I, the email came in and he, my buddy was here when the meltdown happened and the meltdown had happened over it. <laughs> this guy was always a very aggressive, like <laughs> dude. I had just never been on the wrath of it. And there had always been kind of stuff floating around in the ether that, yeah, this guy's kind of nuts or whatever. But I didn't give a shit cause he loved me. So like, I was like, all right. And he's been, he was, he, he did amazing things for me. And I would I would offer to pay him, and he never would take it and stuff. He was the one who got me made the Twitch idea happen. He was like, "You should do Twitch. You got to do it. We'll fucking do it." And you got to build a channel. And super super kind, okay. But then I did one thing he didn't like, and it it. He what said, was that thing? I let somebody else consult with me on the Twitch stuff, and I did ah. something that that person thought was smart rather than something that he had suggested. And then he texted me. Or wrote me an email, I forget what it was. And then and then he sent me six in a minute, like six texts or emails in a minute. Where are you? What are you doing? And I, I was out with my friend. My uh yeah. and we were out at dinner. And I'm just like, well, I, you know, I didn't think it was that imperative because I had done I had done a change and he was like, Why did you make this fucking change? Why would you make this fucking change without asking me? What the fuck? Whatever. And then finally I said, Hey man, you gotta you got to calm down. I mean, like, I don't know what you're doing here, but like, if you want to talk to me, I'll talk to you. I'm, I'm doing this I'm dinner. And then it just got worse. And so I literally, I changed all my passwords because he had my YouTube password. He had everything. Yeah. He had all my passwords. I changed them all without telling him and the next day. And I just went, look, it's, it, I think it's pretty obvious that we can't work together and you're, you've done amazing things and whatever. And then he sent me this email and literally I, I saw like, like literally the, I forget it was the subject or you can see, you know, you can see the first line of an email yeah. or the sub, whatever. It was something along the lines of like, you know, your fucking family or like something ridiculous. Yes. And, uh, and I was like, what the fuck? And I wouldn't, I didn't want to read it. Cause I was like, this is going to be, 
psychically not good. I, I just didn't want it to be, you know, I didn't want, I didn't feel like reading really something hateful. And I knew him and he was a dude who could, he, you know, if he wanted to be, he would just hurl invective at the speed of light. So my buddy was with me and I was like, you want to read this email? Tell me if it's anything I should read. And then he read it and, uh, and he, he goes, delete it immediately. I said, what? He goes, don't even look at it. You, there's nothing good there uh, for, for you or him. He goes, just yeah. get rid of it. And I did. I never read it. I just fucking tossed it. Um, but then, of course, I'm telling my friend, I go, like, why? How bad was it? And he was like, and then he was, that's how I found out about the die slow thing. And I was like, oh, Jesus fucking Christ. And he goes, and that was, he goes, that was the kind part. Like, it was just <laughs> not good. <laughs> I understand that feeling when people, you know, people take ownership when they help. And especially, well, especially if you didn't ask them for help specifically but then they come in and they feel like they're your savior and they've done all of this for you and you don't appreciate it enough even well, though you've said from the beginning i don't want to use you if you want to help i appreciate it because i don't know how to do this but i'm being very clear with my boundaries yeah. but then the moment you actually give them a boundary oh they lose their mind well it it you yeah. described it pretty perfectly. I mean, yeah. that, that's what it was. And and again, I was incredibly grateful to him for what he had done. And I didn't do anything that I never upbraided him. I never, it, I never once was like, don't do that. Because again, there's, there's a movie called Velvet Goldmine that I love. Yes. Right? It's a brilliant movie. And uh, Jonathan Reese Myers is essentially David Bowie. And Ewan McGregor is essentially Iggy Pop. Okay. So you, Jonathan Reese Myers is kind of floundering as a fop, kind of, you know, trying to reinvent himself a few times. And then he meets fucking Ewan McGregor. He sees him first. And it was funny because uh, just recently on Twitter, there was one of those things that they were like, what is what is like the, the peak sexuality for a man ever in a movie? What would you consider it to be? Whatever, you know, the the hottest thing you've ever seen in a movie from a guy. And the 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 first time you see Ewan McGregor as Iggy Pop um, singing TVI is fucking ridiculous. Like it's uncomfortable. Because all of a sudden you're like, eh, I'm like, what the hell is happening? You know what I mean? Like you start <laughs> kind of sweating and you're like, this is this guy's. I mean, this is like fucking hot, like bold, hot, like crazy because he's shirtless. He's wearing nothing but fucking jeans. He's got like fucking eye glitter on and he fucking sprinkles glitter all over himself as he's singing. And, 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 and also it's contradicted by the fact that TVI is a song that you would kill somebody in an alley to. I mean, it's like it's just fucking he got a TVI on me. He got a TVI. He's just fucking growling. And you're just like, and it's funny because in the scene, Jonathan Reese Myers sees him and he's, he gets t t stars in his eyes, like twinkles. Like he's like, and I felt the way that way, too. We all I'm like I, I got to imagine a lot of people saw it and we're like, holy fuck, because it's. Yeah, it's this amazing, it's amazing 30 seconds or 15 seconds. And you're like, so then afterwards, Jonathan Reese Myers is sitting with them at dinner and he can't stop staring at Iggy and Iggy's like, and then he, you, Iggy starts talking. And he's a mess. He's a fucking basket case. You can tell because it's all like, yeah, you know, and the, the line is, he says, because David Bowie's kind of like, I could take you to this. We could do that. He's like, Reese Myers is reaching out and, and you and McGregor doesn't really process any of it because he's fucking high out of his mind. And he just says, you know, uh, heroin used to be my main man maybe you could be my main man and he and he looks at him and he just in you know the the bowie character is like so happy but then you see that fucking the iggy pop character had shock treatment as a kid he's all fucked he's just fucking banana it's it's essentially the true story of the two of them uh and then they fall you know whatever they're fucking well a whole bunch of other stuff anyway so i think of that scene when i think of this person reaching out to help me because I'm the Iggy Pop, and I'm not dangerous or sexy. I'm just 
useless. So I'm just sitting here <laughs> where he's like, you know, and he's like, well, I could do this and I could do this and I could do this and I could do this. And I'm like, yeah, you know, lethargy used to be my main man. <laughs> Maybe you could be my main man, you know, and just turn, give him the keys. Because again, I, I, I've only met this person once in my, in my life. Everything else was done electronically yet. I gave them the passwords to all of my stuff and said, yeah, man, I trust you do all this shit because it was partly like, holy fuck, somebody is so kind that they're reaching out and they're going to do yes. this cool shit for me. And also, uh, I don't want to do any of this shit. What the fuck? And I wouldn't know the first thing of how to do it. You know what I mean? And I don't want to learn. I always love that when people are like, you know, man, if you go to YouTube, it's like a 10 minute video. And I'm like, fuck, shut up. Not interested. <laughs> Looks like the water's going to keep rushing into my kitchen. You know what I mean? I got, I, don't ever tell me that there's something, there's some way I could learn it. There's like, hey, you know, on YouTube, there's, and, and I will tell you this, I have gone that path. I have used YouTube where I've looked up like in my car when I uh, I had to change the the key fob battery or I had to do something. A light came on in my car and I was like, what is this? What is how does it? And then I fixed it my own self. And you you feel like Paul fucking Bunyan. Like you're like <laughs> <laughs> striding along with your giant countenance and a big ox. <laughs> I am a man <laughs> stepping on fucking weirdos. It's fucking amazing. When you do when you do shit, it's amazing. But I don't want to do shit. Who the fuck wants to do shit? Fuck all that. I got I used to have people who did shit. I used to have you to do shit. I used to have everybody to do shit. And now I sit in my house under a blanket with nobody to do shit. Um so but uh, so then that person exploded and it turned into a thing. Uh and I I've to, I've said this on the show before, I think. Um Literally one of the first things that person did was follow my ex on Twitter and my ex followed them back. And it was so, and I had, he is one of the people I had burdened with all of my horrible, you know, you went through it. You know, you, you, every, every week when we would do a show, we'd, there'd be two hours first preamble about what I was going through and what was happening and what was, what does this mean? And so you unfortunately had to put on your fucking you know, your Nicolas Cage costume from National Treasure <laughs> and decipher whatever the fuck had happened to me and go, no, it's this. No, this is happening. No, you know, this is projection. You know, this happened. You know, they did the thing they're accusing you of, like all these different things. And so you and I would have these conversations and then I'd be like, hey, everybody, how you doing comedy? <laughs> you would be burnt out husk who I didn't, I wasn't paying for therapy that I should have because for two hours every week you would have to hear it. And then that's not even counting the, the texts or whatever the fuck. And I'd be like, what does this mean? Um. But he was, he would be, he got caught in that web too, just like everybody did at that time. Uh, I remember one time I was in a car with Pat for almost three hours. You know what I mean? And it's the thing where when people aren't going through it, they're just like, just get to this fucking leave. Like, what are you doing? Just fucking stop. Just walk away. It's, and the, like, it's the clarity of not having yeah. the emotional tie. Yeah. Well, and, or, or, or the emotional yoke. So it wasn't even a fucking <laughs> tie. The emotional <laughs> chain. It was like the chains you see that hold King Kong in the boat. Yeah, I I had about ten sets of those on, but here's the key: I the, I had the key, and I had That's locked right. myself in those chains. Ding, 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 I just refused to get off the boat. Ding 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 ding. Uh, we have a winner. Can you show him what he won? Well, let me tell you something: if that boat pulls back into port, I might go looking for those chains because who the fuck knows? <laughs> I'm gonna die soon. Um, so yeah, he contacted, and I when I saw that, I was just like, because I had you know I had been honest and naked and told him a bunch of shit like about what was going on. And I was like, da da da. And literally one of the first things he did was they connected. And I was like, Oh my God, it was it, cause it was like, it was the, 
the trident to the heart where i was like oh boy this guy's in for the fucking kill it's uh it's really hard that people can care about you so much that they become your biggest enemy i mean when you look at like selena and stuff like that um whenever somebody says to me oh my god i'm your biggest fan i am literally like uh let me put a red flag on your name in my phone because (laughs) Because that is a boundary that people don't have. I I have people who follow me on Patreon and things like that. And and sometimes they will say things like, love you. And I have to go, that's like a sign off of love you, not like I'm in love with you and I want to wear your skin. Okay, cool. You know, (laughs) because again, it can be very inappropriate because people feel they know you. I follow people, people on TikTok. And I'm like, I just want to sometimes write, yo, bitch, that was funny. And I'm like, you don't have that relationship with this person. <laughs> Take yeah. two steps back. You know them on TikTok. Yeah. You know, and it, it is one of those where it's like you do feel connected in ways that can be healthy and unhealthy at the same time. Well, because these mediums are so inherently personal. You know, yes. we've discussed this many times along, but, you know, podcasting, I, I'm i in your head. It's, like, it's yeah. not even like we're sitting there talking. Every week you made an appointment for me to climb into your skull. Yep. Um, and, and you were with me through funny and good and you're with me through, holy fuck, that's awful. You know what I mean? So you can, and, and, and it also, I will, it blurs the line for me. Yes. Um, you know, I don't, I don't, and cause this is all going to sound formulated and it's not It all. Cause it's all going to sound like it comes from like a, the, cause you hear people be phony. Uh, oh yeah. But, but it, it's, um. It's it blurs the line between and I don't consider myself this creator and fan or whatever you want to call it. So that's why I've I've often said on here, I'm like, you care, everybody cares. And the inner circle, we did that thing. Yeah, we did all that. And I've said these people are my friends. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I never want to say people are, you know, f- fans. That's just fucking dumb. But then they're for, very nice. And they'll be like, no, we are fans or whatever. And I'm like, well, OK, but it. But also, but this is my personal hang up where then I'm like, oh, no, these are my friends or whatever. Like, and but if. You know, if if somebody fucking was like, "Hey, Mike, come help me move," I'd be like, "Oh man, you you know me well enough to know that that's never gonna fucking happen." <laughs> I don't want to help myself move. I literally yeah. we joked. Remember we talked about the lottery, and I was like, yeah. "I'd probably buy a house." And I'm and then I look around and I'm just like, "Oh," and I'm not joking. I'm like, you know, how people go to Home Depot and they hire dudes to just pack everything up or whatever yeah. the fuck. Those dudes in the parking lot. I would literally go to Home Depot and bring them here and go. Everything is yours. Take whatever you want. Like it wouldn't even be. I wouldn't even rent a truck. I'd be like, everybody come to my house. All right, walk in. I go. What? Take what you want. I'd, I'd like you know take my photographs and shit and put them to the side. Yeah. But any like all my Blu-rays and DVDs and fucking couches and I just could take it all. I'm so rich. Like I wouldn't care. I'd just take everything that you need. Uh, like my house would be like an open house, but everything was fucking free because I'm so lazy. I don't want to. Because my brain, I thought that I'm like, if all right, if you were ever, because this is, believe me, my fantasy world is, is rich. And I'm like, all right, you win, you win the Powerball. And I'm like, all right, well, I'd buy a house probably. Um, and then I'm like, well, then you do realize you'd have to move, right? And I'm like, oh man, I don't want to fucking move. And I'm like, and also, are these, like, I have nice sheets. You know, I bought a bunch of sets of nice sheets. I'm like, but are these sheets, are they Powerball worthy to go to my new house? I don't know if they are. <laughs> I mean, there must be there must be a, a rich guy sheet store where it's made out of like llama skins and shit like that. I mean, I'm there. I, I some some endangered species linen that I can purchase because I just won the Powerball. I would imagine some sort of wallaby pillowcase that I could rest my head on and comfortably know that this animal took its last breath, knowing it would comfort me for a week before I threw it away and bought a fucking ocelot pillowcase. Um, <laughs> 
you know, so I, I can't, I couldn't find, I couldn't, this is all dirty. I don't want any of this dirty shit that I own. <laughs> Get out of here. Look, I, I can't, I got no age. This laptop doesn't have an age. I'm going to keep this around. Yeah. We've been through a lot together, but get this fucking thing out of here, man. I need something with a functioning <laughs> alphabet. You can't even handle the fucking alphabet. That's what your job is. You got letter keys. That's the deal. And now it's bled over. My N is having problems because he lives right under the H. And I'm like, oh, he's like H adjacent. So then when you punch the N, he sometimes doesn't come up. And I'm like, don't you fucking start. You know what I mean? Where I'm like mad at the keyboard and I like get a backhand it and shit. I have two thoughts on this. All right. One is. How are they going to take the bad stuff out of your brain when they come to your house so you don't take that with you? I don't, I'm, I'm hoping if there's some way I win the Powerball that I can do. There's some sort of, <laughs> uh, uh, you know what? Again, I'll truthfully like the Iggy Pop character. I'll just get the electroshock therapy and try to fry it out of my fucking skull. <laughs> I've considered that too. Just make, right. me a, just make me a good consumer. And now, oh, and my second is, when are you going to? transfer your stuff so you can get your h fixed before well, you have a whole t y u g j b and a full revolt a full revolt <laughs> the only keys that will work will be the r e v o l t so they can tell me what they're doing <laughs> the only word i'll only be able to type the words trouble or revolt <laughs> or elevert uh wait only, uh, i don't know i so yeah i I don't know. That's the point. I need to do it. But I, so I bought, I had one hard drive that was a straight backup to back up the shows. Right. Okay. That's the first terabyte hard drive I bought. Okay. Well, that, that, that got filled up. Yes. Filled up. Yeah. And then I'm like, all right, well, I need another terabyte, to, you know, to do it. And so I bought that terabyte. And then, uh, these issues are happening with the fucking computer. And like I said, I want to bring it to the geniuses, but I don't want them to see my photos and stuff because they do look at your photos. I, I don't care. You can, everybody can be like, well, I worked there. Bullshit. I read the fucking New York times did a story on it. The New Yorker magazine did a story on it. They interviewed ex Apple employees. They go, we absolutely look at all of your stuff and we take it. If it's good, we keep it. They just, they just anonymously said, so yeah, no. What is keeping you from doing this? Um, <laughs> the, all right don't so you I, have your porn categorized in folders appropriately it's not porn it really it's more art um <laughs> <laughs> but i so the point is i have all these whatever photos and stuff and and look it's you know it it might not just be it's a bunch of people i, I don't even want to get into it whatever the fuck can't you Anyways, just plug that in and well, wait, wait, drag wait. your photos over and then so, delete your photos on your hard drive well you say that but yeah. that's why I bought the five terabyte, right? So I figured, yeah. you know what? I'll make the one terabyte, the second one terabyte will be the photo external hard drive, right? I'm like, that's the only, that's all I need. And by the way, this five terabyte hard drive, I didn't buy this. This was given to me by the guy who bought my, uh, I am, okay. I am a, listen to me. I'm not joking. I have nothing that's mine. That was ever mine. I have, I have the kindness of strangers. That's all I have in my house. I, I, this couch was Kyle Dodson's. This chair was Mike Siegel's. This chair was Pat's. This cocktail bench is my ex-wife. This desk was Pat's. This laptop was from Michael. This, these two screen, this one screen, uh, oh, I think I bought this screen, but I have two screens from my fucking windows machine. The windows machine was bought by Jeremy. Uh, my bed was from Jack. My dresser was from Jack. I got another desk from fucking Karen. I got two bookcases that were from John, my trainer. I don't know if I bought anything from a store in centuries. I have no fucking idea. Oh, my fridge is mine. I, you know, my fridge is mine. So I have that. 
Um, so it's just this thing where you're like, good Christ, I am, I am an infant. I've been an infant for the I longest disagree. fucking time. I disagree completely. I hate spending retail money for stuff. I love it when people say, I have a couch I'm getting rid of, and I go, great, I'm going to give it a new life. The office chair I'm sitting in is from Anne, this girl, uh, listener Anne, who's wonderful. I, I, I have amazing. I have a table Paul Gilmartin made for me as a gift. Uh, I bought these lamps. <laughs> I feel so loved in that in that apartment. This hutch was Karen's. Uh, yeah, except for half these people aren't speaking to me anymore. So there must be something <laughs> going on. That's a bit of an issue. The very fact that I had these the kindness of strangers <laughs> and then they were they went back to being strangers. What did I do? I don't think it was the kindness something. of strangers. It was the kindness of friends. Friends come and go. Okay, well, they keep leaving behind things that that keep me tethered to them and wondering why we're no longer friends. And I I don't I don't know, man. I don't know. But look, it's it's a lot of this is a whole lot of fucking sitting in the dark going, what the fuck did I do, man? And also the very fact that now we're headed for Nth, nth number of life reboots again, and, and the, the sitting I thought it down. was H numbers. <laughs> no, it didn't work. The end. I finally got the end to work for that. <laughs> you know, I couldn't type nth. I couldn't type that. I couldn't type the nth degree. I couldn't. I can't do it. Someone would be like, "What's the T degree?" And I'm like, "I have no idea." Don't ask. Jesus fuck. Uh, but you know, you wind up doing all these different things, and you think to yourself, "All right, this is gonna be okay." And then everybody's just fucking. Uh, I don't know, dude. What do I know? I don't know fucking anything. So. So the point is, you know, Jeremy bought this five terabyte thing uh-huh. and, and he's like, here's what you do. You just, you know, just take, and again, I, cause I knew what I wanted to do. Cause look, yeah. I've done, here's the thing. I've done this before, had to bring my laptop in, but you just brick it and then you bring it in, you know what I mean? And then they, they do whatever they got to do. And then you come home and re- you reboot it with your backup. Or right. But like, I didn't want to, I didn't want to take the chance on bricking it again. Cause it's a 2015 machine. Who the fucking, who, who knows what'll happen? Cause also this machine I have to keep it plugged into the wall. If I if I unplug this machine and I go like on the internet within, So you need a new battery and you need your N fixed. Yes. And the H. The H the or H, the H fixed. Yeah, yeah. But the I, H but is I, under warranty, but you need a new battery. Yeah, I need a new battery for sure. Okay. Because if I take the if I take disconnect this from the wall, the power source. Okay. Um I I, I mean it'll be a full charge and all of a sudden it just goes black. The screen goes yeah, black. Mine and, mine used to do that too. And the little battery with the little with his little red ass comes on, and he's just like, well, yeah. "Sorry, you know." And I'm like, "Fuck, dude, what? You're a full charge." Um, and my phone was doing that for a while too until I updated the iOS. Like it just, it, I, but but still, the other day I was on my phone, it was a full charge, and I was somewhere for two hours, and it was at thirty three by the time the end of the two hours. And I'm just like, "Jesus, fuck, what's going on here?" Turn some um, stuff off in the background. Uh, I, I've, I've done all that because I had to do it with okay. my watch. Then you need a new battery as well. How old is your phone? Oh, I need a new battery because when you go in and you press the word that says battery in the little, you know, the settings house, it just says degraded. You need yeah. a new battery. Yeah. Like you need, you a, new need a new battery right now. And I'm just, so like, for uh, Christmas, you need two new batteries and you need to take your computer in for its age. <laughs> all right. Good. Is Santa listening? Is that what you're trying to, trying to pull here? I, I don't know if Santa on? is listening, but I do know that Apple sells gift certificates. And oh, you can stop. email them. No, quit doing this weirdness. Now, I'm not now, now doing anything. You are. People are very kind and generous to me, and I'm not going to accept anything. Don't nobody get it. I think that if ten listeners sent you ten dollars, people always you would, send you me would money. Be great. They bought me a fucking car, and here I, I am. Un- still, I know, and I haven't and put out a show for two fucking this. weeks. So what? You're putting on a show right now. Stop but it. but who cares? I didn't put out one for two weeks, so the people who bought me a car are like fuck this asshole. Okay, so if everybody sent him five dollars, nobody sent me a fucking thing. 
Don't send me a fucking thing. I, 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 because I don't point, want Mike. No, because this isn't a thinly veiled reference to be like, boohoo, I need money. Fuck I didn't everybody think it needs was. Money. I just went, my friend needs a new battery. I Fine. got five bucks well, on then, it. Then you know what? Go to fucking work. <laughs> Go to fucking work and get a new battery. Well, are you going to work? Oh, Christ. Well, yeah, but let me finish. Oh, sorry. That's fine. So so the point is, I, I bought, I Jeremy sends the big terabytes. So I go, I'll turn a one terabyte into the photos. So then I, 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 you know, what you have to do is you have to grab your photos or whatever and, mm-hmm. and pull them over to the terabyte. Well, first of all, there's, there's like 40,000 or whatever the fuck. I don't know. So they just even scroll down takes minutes. But so I did that. I, I And then I tried to drag it over. And then there's nothing worse than when you're doing something like that because then the graphic is the like mm-hmm. one piece of paper. Just these little pieces of paper go and it'll say three megabytes. Three megabytes of 140 gigs. Four megabytes. <laughs> and you're just staring at it. And so you have to you have to rectify in your brain your computer's down for two days. They're, no, it's not that long. Okay. Well, I, it was down for a day and it wasn't even, it wasn't even 10 gigs had been transferred the first, the first time I tried it. And so I stopped it. I just, fuck it. I, Why? Cause I can't, cause I got it. I have to use my computer. I, I can't, what am I supposed to do for f- five days? Nothing. And, and this was when, all right, let's put it this way. I probably went, well, I got to record a show at some point. I couldn't possibly <laughs> tie up the computer. And then I stopped the photos and I went, ah, I'll record in a month. You know what I mean? It was just fucking <laughs> awful. Um. Uh. So whatever. So so I bailed on it. I and because it takes days to fucking transfer everything, and then I'm like, well, I could do it on a Saturday morning and just fucking do it, and then use my phone. Um. But then I just. But I also don't like the idea of my computer being. Because what happens if like it? Because I will say this. Have you ever done this before when you've done something and at the end it'll say unable to complete fucking whatever the fuck, and it's been like a day and a half, and you're like, what did you do? Well, I do things in batches. When it's something this big, I'll open the folder. I and do too. I will... And that's yeah. what I'm trying to get off my computer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have plenty of batches I'm trying to get off my computer. Well, the other thing you could do is go through the photos and get rid of stuff. I mean, that's a, another option. Well, that's another. That takes forever. Because I will say this too. I have tons of like multiple photos because I'll see them. And if I see them, I'll toss them. You know what I mean? But the problem is I'll have like a photo from 2014. And then it's for some reason it's back in there in 2018. Like somehow I either you download it, it again. Or, and yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know if I used it, but, but I but, downloaded but, but it. Or Apple whatever. has a thing where you can find duplicates too. And you can delete them that way. And you can, you can, there's a lot of ways. To, oh, never mind. <laughs> you love Tim Apple. Yeah, you're, I don't yeah, love a... Tim Apple. I love the fact that when I get something done, like cleaning my silverware drawer so that when I open up my silverware drawer, I can easily find a fork because it's not mingled in with my spoons and I have to hunt for a fork. My life is better when I have my tools in place so that I can use them. I I can think better. I can work better. I can be happier. Um you know, I still have the days where I can't get up and do anything at all and my laundry will back up. But the sense of accomplishment when I get one load of laundry done is still something that I have learned to say, good job, Lily. You got it done today. I am I am in the same boat. I do the same thing when I do chores or laundry or whatever. Yeah, like, Because so- I, I, t- I will hide in the recesses of the darkness. But then when I when I go out with earbuds on. Yeah. And I go to the store shopping or I go run errands and stuff and I hear music. Uh, I feel like I could soar to the sun. 
I know yes. it sounds ridiculous. Like all of a sudden, no. it's this weird feeling of like, oh my goodness, look what I've done. And and again, I told you even, but the problem is, there are people who who build barns with their hands. Okay, and then the next day they build another barn with their hands. I three days won't do anything, and then I'll check the mail, and I'm like, I am a champion, and I'm so, <laughs> I, I celebrate that I went and got the mail before the mailbox burst open under the weight of sale papers and, and election nonsense. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm thrilled for me that I was able to step up and make that move. When in reality, I, I, again, I I've settled in everything virtually, you know, my entire life on things. Uh, and like I said, if someone's like, you know, Hey, I can do that. I'm like, cool. Awesome. You should do that. And then like, let me know when it's done. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and that's, you know, that's the way to be. And and to still be doing that a half of a fucking century, over a half a century into your life is just fucking grim, man. Welcome you know, to ADHD. Fuck all that. I don't have But any, But again, any. that is part of the repetitive problems that you have in your brain when you have ADHD. All right. Well, good. It, it's, good. it's why you constantly set dates because I do it too. It's why I'm constantly like, I'll start this tomorrow. And if I don't start it tomorrow, I don't want to start it till the next day. But I have now gotten to the point of where I'm like, you don't get to win because I get to win. Because if I do this, I win. Um, and so it's, you know, a lot of it is cognitive behavior changes because they will not give me my medication anymore. See, but if I don't do this, I win. But you I don't to, because then get you get to, sad and then you're just like, oh, God no, damn I get it. to watch, I watch four movies and I'm like, yay. And you know then, what? You should pick a group of photos, transfer them over, and watch a movie. And then when the movie's over, come back and pick another. Again, it is a combination of doing three things at once to accomplish something. But now you're just a child at that point. Just do your fucking work and shut up. You know what I mean? But again, not everybody can do their work that way. And that's what we're discovering more and more right now in this country is people who have non-standard behaviors are exhausted with trying to fake standard behaviors well you know what keep faking it you want to be part of this fucking civilization not talking to you talking to everybody else talking to everybody else they shouldn't have to either yes they should do your do your pull your weight how dare you i have conversations with people and i have friends over and literally i look at them and i say i have to go to bed now i've really enjoyed seeing you and i'm sorry that it has to abruptly end like this and i love you but i can't do life anymore do you know what do you know why ancient rome fell because all of a sudden there were just pockets and groups of people who were just like hey what if we just looked at the paintings on the walls instead of like making bricks or whatever the fuck and then all of a sudden somebody stabbed julius caesar and everything was over because there was nobody there to do the hard work and now that's what you're saying now everybody's like oh boohoo i've got to sleep rather than work and do a job and like okay well then the country i, I disagree they're just not being required to do it from nine to five you know, i didn't mean any of that you know <laughs> i'm like i'm saying shit to make you laugh and i'm like she's buying the ancient fucking rome thing are you kidding me i don't know enough about ancient rome uh, i guess well well clearly i have the facts in line <laughs> Uh, there was a group of peasants who were like, let's look at the paintings, man. And then somebody stabbed Come on. Here. I actually like that. I don't mind my lesson. That's fine. Take I like your heart. lesson too. Sure. Uh, and so it all comes know. down to late stage capitalism. Oh <laughs> my goodness. I have to say something. Our friend Jason does, uh, he, he recaps these shows uh-huh. and he puts them on the Joker's page. Uh-huh. Uh, and that's another thing that's exhausting because it's, it's amazing that he does it. I think I love it. And then I read it. And I'm like, God damn, I'm hysterical. And it'll be like one person liked it. And you're like, nobody likes me or cares about this at all. Except Jason, who takes the time to listen and compile, which is but, fucking but incredible. But again, that's not true. 
What? It because there are, they, there are there are people who hear this that you never hear from. Stop fighting with my skull. My skull knows <laughs> it's true. All right. So, but he you he recapped a show. I don't know the last one or the one before it. And you again with your capitalism fucking nonsense. And <laughs> and he literally he put, he put what you said, and he just wrote. Mike said, "Okay, Biko," and it <laughs> it made me laugh. Reading it made me laugh. Like I, I, I think I, I think I told you. And again, I apologize. Here, here's the part where I jerk off. I, because I, I again, I think I'm fucking hysterical. I think I'm great. But I sometimes I'll be like, "What's the point? Nobody else thinks so. So who cares?" Uh, and I, but I think I'm really funny. So when I see something like that, okay, Biko. And I remember saying it, and I just, I'm like, this is the funniest. It just makes me laugh so hard to do something yeah. so ridiculous and and you know. De- dehumanizing essentially but as a joke and it makes me think of my buddy murph uh who listens to the show he one time sent me a bunch of drops that he saved from the show uh and and to the point where i was actually going to try putting them in like sometimes but that would require work but i was going to put them in periodically just to just like a like remember we used to do the 40 year old boy blast from the past when i used Mm -hmm. to work with max and do stuff uh well so murph had these drops and one of the drops is it's from and it's all me from the previous shows and one of them is me telling the story of when fucking Karen brought home like a guitar or a violin or something. And, and the, I'm just going to say it. Uh, I'm telling you, I'm relating the story to you. This is a million years ago. And I said, she comes home and she's like, listen to this. I figured it out. Pling, 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 pling. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. And she's like, pling, 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 pling. And I said, oh, if Jesus himself came to earth and turned death into music, it would sound like that. <laughs> And she go and 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 I said and she says you're mean. And I said oh you're terrible. <laughs> and it, it, the drop is so great because it's just so because you laugh which is very nice. But just that oh if Jesus himself came to earth and turned death into music it would sound like this. And she said you're terrible. And I said oh come on. And she said you're mean. You're mean. And I said oh come on you're terrible. Face it you're terrible or something like that. And I'm just like, is there any wonder that I don't know where this woman lives? <laughs> <laughs> As I as I use her cocktail bench every day at her desk, uh, <laughs> terrible. I, I what a fucking what. All right, so yeah, so my H and the N they don't work. But again, a, a, a kind listener gave me this laptop, so I I want to move the photos, but then it takes too long. It's like that thing. So I haven't even opened the five because the goal was, like I said, to make one of the one terabytes the photo backup, and then make the five terabyte the overall backup from now on. You know what I mean? Like it would back up the shows, so then it would be more room for the shows. Because I told you the one one terabyte is already full. And so now I've already made the second one terabyte the backup for the shows when in reality it shouldn't be. What I want to do is back everything up onto the fucking the other one. Whatever. Back everything up right now to the to the five terabyte and be done with it. Do well, a no. full backup, brick your machine, take it in, get it fixed and come home. No, because right now the, the five terabyte is pristine. <laughs> it, it can't. It can't. It's so clean and nice. It's in a box. It doesn't have any function. It's so cool. Uh, and I know it's there. If ever something happens, if anything ever happens, I'm like, ah, I've got this five terabyte hard drive. That's pretty cool. <laughs> There's a great meme going around about how when you were a kid and you bought stickers and you never used them because once you used them, they wouldn't be good anymore. And True. you had to make sure that they were in a special place. Yeah, you have ADHD. <laughs> Come on. I understand. I have things that I can't use for that reason, too, but I'm getting better at it. Well, I told and that's the, the key. I, I mean, I've told the story many times. Like when I would, I would have a newspaper every day, like I would I would yeah. bring a newspaper to work or I would bring a newspaper to school. And someone said, hey, can I read your sports section? 
and I I didn't want to say no because it would I would be a jag off a complete you know what am I a, a monster and say so okay yeah and I'd give it to him and then I would throw the newspaper away <laughs> because I they took all the information out of my sports section I got to get a clean <laughs> sports section so I got so I can read all the words and the numbers the way they're supposed to be and this guy didn't ruin them and take them out on his own life and do is whatever messy he and it's really hard yeah and it's I really so, hard for harder for some people. Well, I, so that, but that was always the case. And it, and remind, I've always reminded me of this in to live and die in LA. There's a scene where Willem Dafoe gives his money. He makes counterfeit money and he sends his counterfeit money out on the street. And, uh, and then there winds up being a bust and he's like, I can't have it out right now. So he goes to get it back. And the guys he gives it to want to fight him. They're like, fuck you. You're not getting your money back. And then a wackiness ensues and he winds up getting his money back. And then there's a scene where he's just (laughs) naked. He's naked on one knee and he's just throwing it into the fireplace at his house. It's, you know, it's $50,000 in small bills. And his, his hot fucking girlfriend is in the bed. She's like, why, what are you burning it for? It's perfectly good. And he goes, no good to me after they handled it. And I'm just like, yeah, that's, I, I, I relate to that in every fucking thing I do. No good to me after they fucking dealt with it. No good to me after it went through their hands. Fuck all that. Not interested. It's great. And that's how I felt about my newspapers. No good to me after they handled it. Fucking throw it out. I can, cause I, you know why? Cause I can afford 30 cents. You fucking jerk or 50 cents or whatever the fuck it was for a newspaper. Can I read your sports section? It's like those people bumming cigarettes. It's like, you know, which is different though. Cause cigarettes are $20 a pack. You know, hey man, can I bum a cigarette off of you? No, you can't. You know why? Because I have a fucking life and a job. Go get a job and buy your own death. Did you miss sharing is caring? Cigarettes? You're just passing Everything. out fucking death at that Everything. point. Everything. Uh, I don't care about any of that or me. <laughs> uh, so yeah. How so do we get age, your age fixed? <laughs> I gotta take it in. I gotta fucking take it in. Oh, so. Uh, so I was telling you that, you know, again, uh, kindness of strangers. Everybody's incredibly nice to me and they're very, they're very nice. So, uh, Aya wrote me again. She's like, I'll probably hear from you in April, 2025. Yeah. I called her. <laughs> I, cause I have her phone number from a previous, Hey, Mike, call yeah. me at, at gmail.com. Hey, or, Hey, Schmitty, call me. And so I called her and I, I left like a two minute voicemail message cause I'm incapable of just saying hi. Uh, but I'm like, Hey, uh, and I said, and I, cause she says, Hey, this is Ia. And, uh, I really want to hear what you say, what you have to say. So leave it at the beep or whatever. And I said, Ia, uh, it's Mike Schmidt. I called you Aya in a, before. And, and then I actually sang the thing probably. And I went, so I got to apologize <laughs> to you for that. Uh, and I said, but you know, you wanted to be a technical lawyer. I'm very interested in this. It sounds like something that's, uh, you know, I, I don't know what it entails. I have no money, but just so you know, whatever I would be willing to listen, but whatever. I'd love to message. <laughs> when did you call six days ago that's not a long time <laughs> she wrote me three times uh and just say hey man you know i'm interested i would do this whatever and that's and that's totally fine i i put her through the ringer by make by not answering her after for a month or whatever the fuck but then I call and I love to message. I go, whatever you want to do. I, I go, you know, this is the number. Give me a shout or text me. Whatever you want to. So now I realize it was a test. <laughs> it was. It was just a test to see. She's just like, all right, this guy even fucking like listen to any of this bullshit or. <laughs> I know he's reading them, but I guess we'll. I, I'll humor him and see if this it's, it's going to ever happen. Uh, but she's not. She's you know. 
maybe the only thing she wanted to do was she, as a technical director, she wanted to teach me how to use the phone. I, I, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> mission accomplished because I dialed you up and I, I left a, a too long voicemail. Uh, yeah. so, so this, so you, so I will say to you, and again, it's, it's ridiculous to have this standard for other people. Cause like I said, I won't read Facebook messages cause then I have to answer them. I have people who've written me, this is truth. This is the disgrace of my life right now. This is truthful. Uh, I, I never, every year when people would wish me happy birthday or whatever on Facebook, I personally answered all of them. Yeah. When people would put that blanket, you know, Hey, you know what? Thanks for all the birthday wishes. You guys, you're great. I'm going to have some fucking sandwiches. Uh, I would personally write people because I felt if they cared enough to put the thing, then they would do it. And this year I did not. But also, uh, I didn't answer anybody who wrote about my ma. The people who sent condolences and wrote things and stuff on my wall and all that, I didn't individually write to them or thank them or, or anything yet. And every day I think of it, every day I'm haunted by it, where I'm like, you know, you still got to do those things. And for a while I was able to go, all right, you know what, man, you can, you, you took some time. So now, but now it's time to go back and say these things to people. Uh, but now we're nine months later. You know what I mean? Like I, I could, you know what? Someone, someone, someone wrote me condolences about my, my ma and then fucked somebody and got pregnant that night and they just had a baby and I still <laughs> haven't thanked them. That's how, that's how fucking ridiculous I am. Here's the thing about people that. had condolences babies this month after writing me because <laughs> that's what you do. You say, hey, man, I'm so sorry for your loss. You go out and you fuck like a fucking raging animal. You lock your fucking ankles behind somebody's fucking neck and you go to fucking work. And then nine months later, you have a fucking baby. It's gorgeous because you just were you were like, I'm a good person. I sent condolences. Let's bring another fucking child into the world. Done. And then here's me. Duh. I should have said thanks to you people, but I didn't. I hope your kid's fine. You know what I mean? I feel like a fucking idiot. But also, I didn't do that. I didn't reach out to people. So I didn't, again, but then, because I think to my sometimes, because there's the brain thing where I just go, well, these people don't really want to talk to me. Like, they're being very nice and stuff, and I, I don't want to, and I, I've learned this is a codependent trait. Look, I do read. I understand. <laughs> it's a thing where I go, uh, where someone is, like, nice to me, and I go, eh, you know, I don't want to force them to continue being nice to me, so I'm just not going to engage with them. Because it's so hard for them to be nice to me. I, I don't know why that would be, you know, I don't want to make them do all this performative bullshit. But in reality, they're like, I like you. Like, you're I, you're like, I, you know, I might love you even. You're pretty fucking cool. You're like, yeah, you know, holster that instinct. <laughs> because there's absolutely no way you feel that way about me, clearly. And also, but then there's this that I talk about. Like, this is all, people at home right now are just like, boring. Shut the fuck up with your fucking oh, boo-hoo nonsense. And I get it. I understand that. So then that makes me not want to talk at all because I know people don't want to hear the boo-hoo bullshit. And sometimes that's all you got. Sometimes your tap, sometimes the cold water doesn't work and it's all fucking hot. And that's what's running. But other times the hot water doesn't work and you're just running cold water and everything. And people are like, dude, this is fucking freezing. Shut the fuck up. It's a drag, man. I, and I don't, so I don't want to force people to listen to that. I don't want to force people to be friendly or nice. And so, like I said, with Ia, like I, I'm, I'm, this is truthfully, I'm, and again, we'll do what I can to work past this, but I'm being honest. Uh, she tried for a month to help me and I didn't engage her. And then I finally reached out and now it's been a week or whatever. And I haven't heard from her. I don't want her help because clearly it was not a, a real offer. And I feel terrible that she felt that she had to do that. 
Uh, and then probably when I called, she was like, oh, fuck, this guy thought I meant this. And she deleted the email or the voicemail. And I don't blame her. Your brain is a haunted house. <laughs> well, that is I, that is one of my favorite things that you ever said. And when we look into <laughs> it, it is a graveyard of of things that you tell yourself that aren't true, oh. that you let hang out in there to constantly remind you and reinforce all of the things that you want to believe. But 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 you don't want to believe me. You want to believe the people that have your I love you and have your back and they're cool with it. But at the same time, I realize that couldn't possibly be the if, case. If you, you were know? in therapy, what do you think your therapist would say about what you just said? Well, I would never talk to her about it because I'd be talking about my ex. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Fix the problem you can't fix. That's, yeah, that's that's what I would do is I would just continue pushing the boulder up that fucking mountain. Do you think <laughs> that for one minute you didn't write her and didn't write her and didn't write her so that you could wait long enough to write her so that you could reinforce that she didn't really want to help you? Yeah, she, well, because she probably did what I do where she was like, I finally think after... that she said, hey, hey, this would be great. And then you wrote her at the beginning of December leading into Christmas on a Thursday Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So you wrote her on a Thursday right before a weekend where she's like, oh, I have plans this weekend. Oh, gosh, I'll give him a call Monday or Tuesday of next week. Oh, things got really tough at work. And she's probably going to call you tomorrow. And well, you've made, say, this Sorry, you've made, was, you you made a leap I would never make. Like what? It, you said uh, that she you you believe that she was still interested when I called. I believe the, she is. Right. And that's I the leap you're that, making. The leap I'm telling you is that after the three times she wrote me, she went, fuck this guy. Not interested. I disagree. And I then I called her and she was like, what the fuck? This guy's seriously bothering me. And she fucking deleted it. She's like, when, and I don't when people her. tell you who they are, believe them. And she said, I am a person who is here who wants to help you. And I will be here when you're ready to get help. And then when you finally reached out, your expectation is if she doesn't answer right now, it's because she didn't really mean it. Instead yes, of saying, I believe she wants to help me. And as soon as she is back to being able to volunteer for me, she's going to write me. When people tell you how they are, believe them. And I'm telling you that I am someone who can't be helped. <laughs> Literally and figuratively. Whether it's a pre an independent project with this podcast or just dealing with what every wraith that swirls around inside the bone matter I call a skull. I hate you're that funny. <laughs> it is beautiful. Oh, sure. I have yeah. missed talking with you. Oh, my goodness. You're the only one. Um, I, I don't. So so there. So. So, yeah. So she reached out and then I wrote her and then. And and I don't. And here's the thing, though, that this is the thing. Like, I'm not. Here's when you're a psychopath. If you're mad at that. Like if you're upset or you're pissed or you're furious or you're whatever, if you don't own your part of it, I, I own my part completely. I don't, yeah. I, I don't blame her for not wanting to talk to me anymore. I don't, I don't blame her for rescinding the offer. I don't blame her for not being interested in contacting me or even listening to this fucking show anymore. Cause she reached out and tried three but times. Again, she didn't respond to you. So you immediately have gone to, she hates me like everyone else hates me and I'm done. Well, nobody, nobody really hates me. I think they find me uh, a bit much. I think I think I'm kind of a pill. You know what I mean? And people are just like, it's that thing where if if you you keep trying to all right, if you have a dog and you're trying to train this dog, right? And you're like, all right, sit up, and he won't sit up. And you're like, sit up, and he won't sit up. And then for 13 years, you keep telling him to sit yes. up, and then he doesn't sit up. And you're just like, well, you know what? Fuck this dog. It's ridiculous. And then you walk away, 
And the dog sits up and go, hey, hey, I'm fucking great. Check this out. Look what I'm doing. And they're like, I don't wait, trade 13 fucking years. Why didn't you do this eight years ago? You're like, well, I did, but you weren't around or whatever the fuck. Or I did it and then I stopped and then I had a reason I couldn't do it again. You know what I mean? It's it's people are bored with it. They, they're after 13 years. I, I don't everybody. I'm not bored. talking about Look, let's extrapolate from her. I'm talking <laughs> fucking everybody at this point. Again, I see my numbers. I know what I did to this show. I know I took a fucking wrecking ball to it by not doing it and paying attention and fucking withdrawing into myself. I know it. You know, and also but just, you're here now. And 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 so who cares? I Nobody. do. Fine. I'm glad. You're lovely. I'm the one. You're you and me. I, I care too. Because I because I, here's the thing. If I, if this is the show I'm gonna do, do people want to listen to it? That's th- what I'm saying. It's like if there's a thing where I'm the this deep self-analytical dive into fucking shit that I haven't fixed for 13 years, or people just like, man, this fucking dude, he just can't stop. Can't stop, won't stop. Uh, but the thing I can't stop is is not stopping. <laughs> I think that's the name of a movie, I believe. You know, I uh can't stop, never stopping, or whatever the fuck, right? Isn't that that, that Lonely Island movie? I think it was. I have no idea. I don't pay attention to them. <laughs> well, uh, you know, it's funny. Like, I, I agree. I know what you're saying because they're a young person's uh, gambit. Um, I don't then, find that humorous. I don't find that humor funny. Well, that, so that's it's what I'm just, It's the way people are like, I don't like the Three Stooges. I'm like, eh, they've done a couple things that are interesting in Lonely Island and a couple things I laughed at. But the majority of it is just the same thing over and over again. I don't know who doesn't like the Three Stooges. and I'm well, I like the Three Stooges, but there are other people who don't. So, <laughs> yeah, again, let people like what they like. I'm not uh, familiar with enough of their work. I should why are say. we like, just, you know what? Wasn't it better when we could browbeat people into liking the shit we wanted? No. To like, yes, it was. No, it wasn't better for the people who were browbeaten. Well, then <laughs> you know what? Then fucking get a spine, baby. And recognize that you're wrong if you don't like the things that are that we like. <laughs> uh, that's the problem, man. You know, fucking all the nerds took over and they fucking destroyed everything. <laughs> And then, like, now they're they're the mainstream guys. Like, like it used to be some fucking guy would be like, I like Iron Man. And then you'd push him in a locker and everything would be fine. You'd be like, <laughs> all right, go like Iron Man in the dark. Now, Iron Man runs the world. You're like, what the fuck? Why is Iron Man doing all this shit? It's fucking crazy. I don't get it. Uh, and I like Iron Man. I got no problem with Iron Man. But now they got, like, an Iron Man musical, an Iron Man fucking macaroni, an Iron Man <laughs> bullshit. You're like, what the fuck, man? Marvel, what did they just announce? And I was just like, what are you doing? What the fuck are you doing? They, look, they got their movies and all their bullshit, whatever the fuck. And I'm not going to go to the Marvel tube either because then people are like, oh, my God, shut up. Um, <laughs> but but again, this is this is from a guy who literally just watched war crimes as a, as a film <laughs> and was and just sat there devastated by it, but then has been recommending it to everybody. You got to check this out. And they're going to watch it and they're going to see like, you know, a human skull and they're going to be like, what the fuck is going on with you? And I'm like, what? It was great. It's like when I like Requiem for a Dream. It's like I just I like diff- I like adult grown up fucking miserable stuff. I just do. I can't like co- comedies. Like I someone was, someone the other day was like, "What comedies are good to watch?" And I'm like, "I don't fucking like." To, I, all right, like this this is our dumb society. I'm just gonna say this. I just saw it today. Not even not even kidding. They were like, "Oh my god, Jason Momoa and John Cena are teaming up for an action movie called Killer Vacation." I'm just like, is this a parody? Like, is this? And and look, I loved Peacemaker with John Cena. Jason Momoa is a terrific actor. But I will say this: the other day, I watched Aquaman with the sound off, <laughs> and, and which is a long story. And I know you got to go because, believe me, I would love to fucking go into it. Uh, <laughs> is that part of your porn catalog? Yeah, Aquaman with oh, the sound yeah, off. Just fucking yanking it. Because <laughs> uh, I got to tell you, I'm in for that one. <laughs> boy, it, it just and I watched it I, with the subtitles, with the fucking whole bit. 
And it didn't help that I was in a room that smelled like urine, but I'm watching it and I had to watch the whole fucking movie, man. The whole fucking movie I had to watch. And and with the scent of urine wafting through my nostrils and and constantly being bothered by people, they were coming up and talking to me. People I don't look, I don't I barely talk to my friends. Like I said, I don't answer good, kind hearted people send me missives and I don't answer them. I gotta deal with this guy with mismatched socks. Get the fuck away from me, man. Stop bothering me. What the fuck? But it happened. I had to deal with it. So to escape, look, that's how bad the situation I was in, how bad of a situation I was in, I actually watched Aquaman with <laughs> subtitles and the sound off. And and then I'm watching it, and I'm also watching it in a room full of people who love Aquaman, who think he's a genius or whatever the fuck, because they'd be like, they're talking, like yelling across the room about, oh, yeah, you know, they're going to make the second one, and then they've got a third one. I'm like, who cares, man? It's fucking Aquaman. It's garbage. And I'm watching it on the screen unfold, and it is garbage. There's a scene where a dude, there's a fight under the ocean, whatever the fuck, shockingly, with Aquaman. And some dude rolls up on another dude. It's like the crabs against the sharks. It's like fucking <laughs> Oceanside Story. I mean, it's so fucking bad. And it's these, I'm not even joking, they're, but literal crabs. Guys dressed like crabs in their crab armor and guys in shark armor. And they're having a dumb fight. And the king of the sharks comes over, and he cuts off the crab's pincher, and he holds his trident over his neck. And he's like, if you surrender now, we will consider ending this war or whatever. And the crab is like, what what are the conditions of surrender? Whatever the fuck, king, whatever. And he just goes, don't call me king. Call me. And again, I'm not hearing this. I'm reading it on the screen. (laughs) The words are appearing. He goes, call me. And in my brain, I'm just like, what, king of the water? What what is he going to say? And he just goes, ocean master. (laughs) And I was I literally, I was like, ha ah, ha ha. Like I blurt laughed in the fucking place. And people looked at me because again, this is not a happy place. There's nobody laughing. Everybody's miserable because there's needles <laughs> and fucking blood and bullshit. And so I, sure enough, I'm just, I just like, ha ha. And they look at me and I was just like, ocean master. And they're like, oh, yeah, this is the big fight. I'm like, I don't fucking care. I didn't want to talk to you a second ago. But, and then I, and then there's a fight. And then like Nicole Kidman comes out of the ocean. And all I could think of was like, Nicole Kidman has been in actual movies. <laughs> Why is she in a, a stupid comic book where she has to wear a flowing dress and she's the queen of the of the water? What I mean, how embarrassing is it for these people to say this dialogue and do these things? And it repivoted me in a way where, like, I told you, I like superhero movies, but I'm a little fatigued on them or whatever. But it made me look at it when as I watch it with, like, no sound. And one of my beefs also is, like, all the fights deteriorate into just pixel fights. It's CGI fights. There's no yes. no one-on-one, whatever the fuck, and it's all crazy. But this movie was the worst ever because I don't I don't have a rooting interest between the crabs or the sharks. I don't know the backstory except for what I've seen. And also, that thing where, like, th- this is the fight for the, the to rule the ocean, I suppose, <laughs> whatever the fuck. And in it, like, Amber Heard is, like, she's Aquaman's, like, fucking lover. And in the middle of the fight, she swims out and just gives him a big kiss and, like, wraps a leg around his waist. And they do the camera circling around it like it's this big romantic moment. And I'm like, they're fish people. Who fucking cares, man? (laughs) Get fucked. I'm supposed to care that they love each other in the middle of the fucking Great Ocean War? Go home. Get the fuck. Grab a trident and start stabbing people or get the fuck out of here because we got to win the Ocean War. Or we'll be able to kiss anybody ever. So she fucking, then she goes back into the fucking ocean house and Willem Dafoe shows up and I'm like, how are you here? You've got an Oscar. <laughs> but he shows up and he's been in a million movies. He's the Green Goblin. He's all these, and again, he's just taking any project that comes across. He's the new Nicolas Cage. Like I said, Nicolas Cage's next movie should just be, hey, I bought a castle. Like literally, that's, that's just, that's why I did this shit. So Willem Dafoe is there and he's all bug-eyed, but then Nicole Kidman comes out of the ocean and it's this pivotal moment where Aquaman is fighting another guy 
but it might be his brother. It's his half brother. And then Nicole Kidman comes out and, and Patrick Wilson is the other bad guy. And he's like, mother. And she's like, you're both my sons. And they flashed to Defoe and, and Amber Heard and Defoe apparently because Kidman's not supposed to be there. She died or disappeared. And Defoe's he's like got bug eyes and Amber Heard goes, yeah, kind of a long story. I'll tell you later. It swims away. What do you mean you'll tell me later? The queen of the ocean just showed up. We thought she was dead. She's stopping the great ocean war fight on some bully or whatever the fuck. And you're going to go and literally just, yeah. And just that, that, that shorthand dialogue that says underwritten, you know what I mean? And I don't expect her to go forsooth. It is the queen of the waves, whatever the fuck. But she just goes, she literally looks at fucking Defoe and she's like, yeah, kind of a long story. We could have written it into the script clearly. We could have given you some sort of update or I could go ahead and break it down for you. But instead, I'm going to swim away. Kind of a long story. I'll tell you later when we're not filming. Zoom disappears. Awful. Awful. And made an awful experience awfuler. Like what I was going through was bad where I was. It wasn't bad until like fucking end, whatever the fuck. But just sitting there, just pondering, waiting. And then to watch this movie, it was so bad. And even worse is the guys who loved it next to me. Can't wait to make the third one. You know, they're making Venom 3. You're making Venom. You're excited about Venom 3? <laughs> All right. Are you dead yet? I am. All I right. am. You're very nice to do this with me. And I love are... doing this with you. Thank you for no, having sure. me back. And please know, everybody, it, it, I, I did not do it because she wasn't here. I, 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 don't, I don't. Stop making excuses or explaining things out. Nobody is Why? mad at you. People give me money. I owe them an explanation for why they didn't get a fucking show. they're not mad at you because something happened and it didn't happen. They're supporting you because they want you to succeed. That's it. Let oh, them support you. Oh, good fucking luck. <laughs> All right. Uh, you're very nice. Thank you. And, uh, and you know, if you're around next week or whatever, you can start, <laughs> give me a shout if I'm still around. My jaw uh, hurts from laughing so hard. These are these are all convenient lies to get out of doing the rest of this show. But they you're lovely. Aren't. You're very nice. All right. Well, thank you. Take care and, and good to see you. I hope you're okay. It's always good to see you. All right. Take care. All right. Podcast! Podcast! Podcast.